Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hello, and thank you for joining me today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is Sunday, August 14, 2016, and I am your host, Renata. I thank you all for being here today. I hope you had a blessed week. I hope that you are doing well today. We'll just open up in prayer, and we'll go from there. Heavenly Father, we come before you today thanking you for your goodness and your mercy that's followed us all the days of our lives. We thank you for another opportunity to gather here today in your name. Your word says, with all our getting, to get an understanding. So we we pray that you help us to get an understanding today as we share and try to help one another through our targeting experience, Lord, because we know that you are here with us, Lord, and we know that you will help us to get through this, Lord. So help us to open our eyes and our ears to understanding, Lord, and to hear what your spirit is saying to us. You know everything that we're dealing with in our lives, Lord, and we know that you are in ultimate control. Despite what the enemy wants us to believe, Lord, you are in control of all things. The word says that you're in control of the good and the evil, Lord. So we know that you will work it all to our favor. We thank you, Lord, for everything, Lord. Adjust our Christian walk, Lord, so that our walk lines up with your word and that we may be pleasing in your sight in everything that we do. When we want to give up, Lord, keep us strong. Keep us, Lord, strong enough so that we can endure everything that we need to go through, Lord, in your name. You said those who endure to the end shall see God. And we plan, Lord, with everything in us to endure to the end with your help, Lord. Help us to to stay strong enough to stay in this Christian race, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We know that the prayers of the righteous avail us much. So we ask that you honor everything we pray for, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I feel good today. I took so many naps this weekend. (laughs) My body said rest, and that's exactly what I did. I did not even get dressed yesterday. I just, I'm disappointed in myself, though, because I don't normally do that. But I guess I needed to. All right, let's let's uh, read the scripture. First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 through 13. No, excuse me, verse 11. We're not going to go all the way to 13. So it's First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And that word man is woman and man. It applies to both genders. Okay, so this this scripture is talking about maturity particularly uh, spiritual maturity, but it is talking about uh, maturity. And so what comes to mind is that we have to, once we are adults, we have to 
uh, operate as a full-grown adult, and that's in every area. The world does not wait for you to catch up, okay? It doesn't wait. You have to mature. You have to understand uh, the things that you need to understand, which is going to be different for the individual. You have to uh, know who to hang around. Uh, The things that come out of your mouth, you have to be cautious of those things. You have to be able to take care of yourself. Whatever business you need to handle, you need to be able to handle that business. Whatever things you need to take care of in your life, you need to take care of those things. You have to be as independent as you can possibly be. You have to not be codependent on others. You have to stop making excuses on on why you 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 can't do this or you couldn't do that and this person is stopping me and the purpose of stopping me. You have to stop blaming everybody and just take total responsibility and take control over your life. So that's what the scripture is talking about. Stop thinking and acting like a child. You've got to walk in full adulthood, especially dealing with what we're dealing with. Like I said, nobody's going to wait for you. Okay, amen. So that scripture again is 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11 through 13. Okay, so I want to welcome any visitors to the call and also uh, thank whoever it is that invited you to this call. We appreciate you being here. Um, hope I hope that this call exceeds your expectations. I hope that you get good information. And most importantly, I hope that you get the support that you need to get past the difficulties that all of us deal with with targeting. So uh, we try to process what's happening to us because it can help you to feel better just to talk about it and just to know that someone is listening and someone supports you and to know that you are not alone because there are many of us being targeted, many, many, many. I don't even know what the count is. I personally believe it's probably in the millions uh, worldwide, but I know that there are a lot of people. Uh, and in spite of the fact that there are a lot of people, you can still feel very alone going through this. And so uh, we want you to know that you're not alone. And if there are people who care about you, in spite of what the devil wants us to believe, that no one cares, no one loves us, no one likes us, there are people who care about you. And so we are also here to share information and to help to find solutions to some of the difficulties that we have with the targeting, okay? And uh, ultimately, we'd like to learn ways to move forward. There is more than one way to join in on this call. You can call in, which most of the people do, but you can also go into the chat room. And you do that by calling the talk show number and putting in the code, which is 114-616. And if you do that during the time of this call, which is 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we usually go for several hours, maybe three hours, um, you will be joined into the chat room, okay? You can also listen back to the archives by calling that same number. Uh, I'm Excuse me, not calling the number. You need to log in to TalkShoe.com, put in the code 114-616, and you will see years' worth of archives. They are there for you to listen to, different subject matters every week. If you'd like to send me an email, you can do that, remu2 at hotmail.com. 
Okay. It is very important to be um, a part of a ministry. I'm hesitant to say a part of because not everybody wants to be a part of a ministry. However, it is it is important to hear the word of God on a regular basis. Okay? And so there are a couple of ministries that we hear on this call, some people, not everyone on this call, have come to light, and I will share those with you. One is Three Hearts Church, and you can find her on YouTube, Destined Ministries, also on YouTube, Dr. Charles Stanley, also on YouTube, and he has a website. Sister Juanita has a Bible study, and I keep forgetting to get the time of her Bible study. But it is on Wednesdays, and the number is 712-432-3900. We'll ask you for a PIN, and that PIN number is 874-232. And again, I apologize, but I do not need to, I do not know the time. I will find out, though. Uh, Refuge from the Storm, that is Dr. Millicent Black. And she is here on Talk Show every Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard, 6 Eastern. Her call ID is 140567. Excellent ministry. Very good ministry. Okay, so those are the, um, the, the Bible studies and the ministries that we have come to enjoy here on this call, some of us. Okay, what else? Oh, last week we asked for help. For Lala, who is trying to move because she needs to move out of her apartment into another one. She is a single mother, and she needs uh, she needs help financially to uh, to come up with a deposit for her new apartment. So I just want to say thank you for those who answered that call. That was very nice. Lala will be here to thank you herself, but I want to thank you as the person who initially asked for your help. So that was very, very kind of those of you who donated. Um, it is greatly appreciated. And if it is ever you, let me know, and I will do the same thing for you if you ever need uh, need a collective help. I will ask for you. Okay? That's really, really nice of you guys to help her like that. All right. Star 8, if you would like to speak. Star 8. Oh, wait a minute. I had two questions the other day. Let me see which one I want to put out there. It came to me that I need to be careful with some of these questions because um, the perpetrators, they, they will take some of, some of our responses and kind of work it against us. And so I want to be careful with that. And one of these I'm thinking could possibly be used against people, and I definitely don't want that to happen. So let me ask this question. Um, Because we are in a world where we are really treated bad, (laughs) I'll just say it bad, um, for the most part, by the perpetrators. They're definitely not nice to us. So I was thinking about how important it is to really take time out to be good for yourself, Uh, be good to yourself, excuse me. So the question of the day is, what can you do nice for yourself today? What is it that you can do that will make you feel good today that is just nice, you being nice to you? Okay, if you'd like to answer that question 
or if you'd like to have time to just talk about anything that's on your mind, please start eight, and I will unmute you. Start eight. Hello. Hello, Miss Renata. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing good, thank you. I sure got enough rest this weekend. I took about 10 naps yesterday. <laughs> well, I was so disappointed. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have so many things to do. How could I sleep all day? But my body um, must have needed it. So I'm feeling good today. Um, how did you like your, uh, I think you said someone was coming to town. Was it uh, Kevin um, Hart? Yes, that was a week before last. I think that was two weeks ago, yes. And he, he did come. It okay. was good. And okay. You know what? It was really good. It was about five opening acts for him, about five comedians before him, people mm-hmm. I had never heard of, and they were all hilarious. <laughs> That's a blessing. Well, it's good that, you know, you had an opportunity to relax and, um, you know, enjoy yourself without having to worry about, you know, what we normally, us PS normally worry about uh, during the day. But um, I did want to just come on here because um, I don't want to say her name, but I did just want to, uh, to thank, and she knows who she is if she is on the call, but I did want to thank um, a certain someone because she has really um Bless me this week um, with some help, and I mean it's just over and you know abundance as far as the help, and um, I'm definitely gonna keep saying that I'm gonna get my kids back. So I just wanted to thank her, um, you know, openly, and say God oh, bless. Awesome. That is so nice. That is so nice, and I thank God for sending someone to help you, and I thank God that you're getting your children back. What a blessing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. Start eight if you want to speak again. Oh, what are you going to do nice for yourself today? That's the question of the day. Me? Yes. Um, you know what? I'm just going to be like you. I'm just going to kind of chill, and maybe uh, even though I'm not going to be able to see Kevin Hart uh, in person, I'll probably just watch a, a little bit of TV or something like that. So I'm going to take your advice and just kind of chill. <laughs> good. Good for you. Relaxation is good. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Such a pleasant. You have such a pleasant demeanor. I really like that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, and you know what? You know why I always kind of uh, focus on people with with um, pleasant demeanors because I am of a very serious nature. I really am, and if people in my personal life will tell you, like I really don't laugh a lot, but I get great joy when I come here. So whenever I hear people with just this, it seems like a natural pleasant demeanor. I'm just in awe of that. <laughs> I wish it were me. I'm trying though. I'm trying. We have so much negativity around us. Start eight. What are you going to do nice for yourself today? And, you know, that is a hard, that's a simple question, but a hard question because we are so caught up in everything that's happening to us negatively that it's hard to think about doing something good for ourselves. And then the whole, if you throw the whole fear-based thing in there where people are afraid to go outside and afraid to do this and afraid to do that, before you know it, you're really not doing much for yourself. So 
Think about it. What can you do for yourself today? Hello? Yeah, hello there. Hi, Mom. How are you? I'm good. I'm coming across okay. I got my earplugs in here. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Pretty good. Okie dokie. Um, yeah, what's your your question of the day? I, I'm nice to myself all the time. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm doing the pancakes. If I, I wake up, sometimes I just do a good breakfast with some eggs and pancakes and syrup and some margarine to go to the nine yard, you know. Or I'm just, uh, you know, if if, if things are, are, are going in a way that I don't like where there's things on my mind, I'll just plug in a comedy, you know, just plug in a movie and just uh, enjoy some uh, comedy movies, you know. Um, just... Um, I'm always nice to myself because there's only one me, and I'm a fantastic person. So I'm always celebrating me, you know. Good, very good. I think, yeah, I think about other people, but I'm, I'm also I center a lot of attention on me, especially with this, uh, this program here. It's very unkind. It's very mean. It's very mean spirited. So they're trying to rip you down all the time. They'll do nothing. Uh, that is pleasant for you. (laughs) They won't give you a postcard or they won't send you any love. So you have to do that for yourself. I'm always adamant about being very kind to myself, you know, a good breakfast or exercising or just kung fu or just going for a walk or sitting in a damn park, you know, or what you're doing. Sometimes sometimes it's get up, uh, have a nice bath and just sit around, you know, just enjoy your company, enjoy you. Good for you. Yeah. Very good. How's things been going with you, Jerome? Uh, well, you know the perps. What can I tell you? I, uh, my 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 situation is uh, is just all the way. It's all you know. It's all always the same, and they try to make it a little bit more interesting. Now they have more people upstairs, and they're giving me what they call a noise campaign. Trump, Trump, Trump tromping on with their with their boots trying to keep me awake but you know what it is all good like i said without evil they 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 wouldn't be good without uh without these evil people we, we wouldn't be as strong you know i wouldn't be as strong as i am if life was going good you know if you didn't have any challenges uh life would be very boring so, you know, if you lift weights, you have to lift heavy weights to get stronger, you know. And when you have enemies in your life, like it or not, it's going to make you stronger. If we're sitting here just enjoying life and life was easy and we're winning, you know, getting lotteries and getting 60 million bucks every few months we needed it, you know, if we could change our cars every month or, you know, we're just surrounded by people that loved us all the time, I think we'd be weak and just dying. So these people, they're here to, uh, they're just here to, push you and make you stronger. Now, and this is not a word of a lie, I'm telling you. I, I ask uh, God, and sometimes I wonder how he does things, but I asked the universe, I said, I would like to be stronger, and then these things started happening to me. So you can't curse God because he knows, uh, uh, he knows you more than you know yourself. So he knows that if he puts in your direction, you can handle it. You know, because there's a famous okay. saying, and it goes like this, that he doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. You know, like the, the yeah. universe will not give you anything that you can't handle. So you just have to trust 
the uh, the trust trust the mighty one, trust the uh, the father of us all, that he is the father and he is looking out for you. So he has assessed the situation. This is why people I don't understand people that don't have faith. You know, he has assessed the situation. He knows that you can handle it. You're spiritually, uh, psychologically, physically uh, able to handle this situation. Or he didn't put us in this situation where, you know, we're being bombarded with hatred and evil. He knows the spirit. He knows you. knows you can do it. So, yeah, just they're, they're at it. Uh, you know, uh, they move more people in upstairs, and they're just trying their best. But um, I just try my best by being nice to me, just doing, going through my life, and just uh, just enjoy enjoy my days. You know, that's best mm-hmm. you can do. They bombard, bombard you with bombard yourself with love. That's right. Thank you, Jerome. Okie dokie. It seems like a, the question of the day seems like a simple thing. What, what, are you, what can you do? What is it that you can do nice for yourself? It seems simple, but if you think about it, I can almost guarantee that most true targeted individuals have stopped doing something that they enjoyed since being targeted because these people will make, if you get the, the stalking, the harassment part of all of this, these people will make, the, make it so difficult just to go outdoors. Or if what you used to do is if what you used to enjoy was inside of your house, you will be so stressed out that you stop doing that thing. Or like Jerome just mentioned, noise campaigns or whatever they do to prevent you from doing whatever it is you enjoy. So that's why I want you to think about some of the things you used to enjoy. I used to garden, and I it was very therapeutic. I had a little garden back there. And it was it was really therapeutic. And all of a sudden, I just stopped doing that because I'm always so tired, so stressed out. Just to go to the store to get the flowers is the whole ordeal. So these are the things we want to get back to doing, the things that we enjoy, even if it's just something simple. Like Julie said, relaxation. She wants to relax today. They can make that difficult, going back to what Jerome said about the noise campaigns. But we have to be determined to do it anyway. So that's what the question is today. What is it that you can do to just kind of take care of you today? Hello. Hey, Renata. Hello. How are you doing, Targeted and Harass? Um, not doing too good. Not doing too good, but that's that's just in the in the uh, in the flesh way. But always good in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, like I say, I got a lot of pains and hurts, but I, I just deal with that, okay? And I, and I don't ask for divine healing because with them capping up with all the records and everything, I want everything that I had, I want it to be on my record. So that's mm-hmm. that's how I'm doing, doing with that, Renata. Okay, so uh, you know what? I want to. I'm gonna have I have kind of a two part thing for your question that you asked today because I was, you know, kind of thinking on these lines, so I'm glad you asked this question. First, I, uh, the first thing I want to do is uh, I want to give thanks, I want to give thanks and I want to give a lot of thanks because that makes me feel better. The, the thanks that I wanted to give today is I wanted to thank anybody that was approached, targeted, or stalked me and they turned the people down. I want to thank them in advance for that if it's, if it's any such person that exists. 
I do want to thank him for that because that, that, that would make you feel good to know that one person said, no, I'm not going to do it. And uh, mm-hmm. then, then the thing I want to uh, do that I like used to like to do, and I still do it sometimes, but not as much as I used to. I like to stop along the way when the people have yard sales and go to the Goodwill and Salvation Army and stuff like that. So you know what? I, I don't care if they step it all on my toes out there. I'm going to start going back and do them things I like. Even, you know, because when I go to the places, I sit hide all behind the, the books and everything. They're taking pictures and talking loud and doing, you know, all the stuff that they do. But you know what? Forget them. And that's exactly say. Let's enjoy ourselves because all all the people you you've been in it for a while. It's time to let go of that mess and start enjoying yourself the best way you can. Because you get tired of the mess that they pull. Well, you know what? You hear that phrase? Take your power back. That is how you take your power back. You do what you want to do when you want to do it and how you want to do it. That's how you take your power back. If you enjoy going to thrift stores and things, and I do too, and yard sales and all of that. Then you do it. No matter what's going to happen when you get there, you do it. And you'll be so proud that you did. Yeah, like I said, because I usually ask the kids or somebody to go with me, but nobody wanted to go. But I'm going to just go on my own and just sit there and enjoy myself the best way I can. And let, like I said, let them step all over me, step on my toes, do anything they wanted to do, but I'm going to enjoy myself. So now we're not going to read my paper, okay, because I need to make some corrections. Okay, I know all the people ask this question when the lines get blank and you can't hear anybody. Can you hear me? And I hear myself saying that same thing because it do sound like that, the line is blank. But, okay, I'm going to read my paper. And then after that, I want you to do me a favor. I made, okay. An, okay, I made an incorrect statement on my documentation on the call I made to wheelchair professionals. I stated on last week week's call the date was August twelfth, twenty thirteen, and I don't know how I said August twelfth, twenty thirteen. The correct date should have been stated as August fifth, twenty sixteen. Because of this incorrect statement, God has given me the insight to realize what is happening to me, as well as all of you who are under twenty four hour surveillance and abuse. I realize that this is beyond my knowledge. Many people in high earthly positions will be exposed. All of the surveillance, street theater, and abuse that I have endured is a cover-up for something I don't understand. As I have documented on the call in the past, Mrs. Rashid is the key to my discovering who is behind what is being done to me. Mrs. Rashid was sent to question and respond and record my statements for future use. Mrs. Rashid didn't realize God had shown me who she was. This was early in the surveillance. Here's the key. Here's the key. After she questioned me, she called someone and told them she had what they wanted and she would bring it to them. She had what I believe was the recording made that day. If Miss Rashid or gave any statements about me that would hinder an, invest, um, hinder an investigation that I am under by the FBI, I want to subpoena Miss Rashid and have her prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Now, this is to you, the FBI. 
to the FBI, if you are listening to the call today, you have heard me on the call list many individuals that are involved in crimes done against me. FBI, please find out why did they have to do so much shocking to my system and shock me so dearly with all those direct energy weapons. FBI, if it is found out that someone other than yourself has rerouted, bugged my home, and illegally stalked and followed me with no warrant in place, you have my full cooperation in bringing such individuals to trial. FBI, you don't have to worry. I don't care what earthly position they have. I will testify of what has been done to me. I always say God has told me no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I didn't say they won't form. I said they won't prosper. Yes, God, I am letting everyone know what you said. And for them to prove you wrong, I trust you. So many doctors need to be exposed for changing medical records, falsifying tests to change the outcome of medical reports to be favorable for someone else. But who and why? Habakkuk 2 and 3 tells me, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, or, or in this case, be slow, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry, and in that case, be late. Thank you, Renata, and I appreciate that. And the thing that I want, would like you to do is tell the people the importance of having documentation because when the people come or they, or you come up to speak, you can't say this and that and I don't know. You have to have it in writing or on a recording. It has to be documented. I don't have the knowledge you have, Renata, but please explain to the people how important it is to document. Okay, and thank you for reminding me because we said we were going to bring that up. Okay, so that that was targeted and harassed, and she exposes her targeting and her purpose on this call, and she wants you guys to know how important it is to document um, these calls, and not just this call, but any call, social media or whatever, where you tell what's happening to you, that can serve as your uh, or as your evidence or your proof that something really is happening to you. And so it's important, I think to get it documented and to to take document um to 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 take down notes as you go through your targeting experience through the week or through the day or whatever. You may not have to write every little detail down, but you really should be documenting this stuff. Even if you don't get the harassment and all of that, if you wake up and you have burns all over your body, you should be taking pictures of that and and documenting that stuff. You never know when you may need it, and, and, and especially if it's anything tangible that someone has done to you or something that has happened, that stuff should be documented. Really important to do. I know it seems like it's useless because not many of us has, has gotten help so far, but I do it, and I have been doing it for years. And I just think that if they know you're documenting, they kind of, lighten up a little bit, and especially if they know that you are not afraid to expose what they're doing, expose on these calls, and however else you do it, there are various ways you can expose what's happening to you, they they, they lighten up a little bit. 
So anything else, Target and her yeah. ass? I would say this, Redada, not to dispute you, but I don't know if they lightened up a little bit because they still go heavy on me. And uh, But the thing they do now, they, they send a lot of people that, like, you know, before I can give all the names and all that, but they send a lot of people uh, that I don't know by name, so I can't actually document it by name. So I have to, you know, just put down the incident. But I tell you this, they use some of the same people over and over. And I'm going to put this on there since you asked me, Renata. I want to put on there the, the man, the old man, the old man like myself uh, that you have walking back and forth all day long and through the alley out there that wears the security hat. I want to put him on notice. The bald-headed, light-skinned man you have, he's a young man walking back and forth. And you need to let Bo Gordon sit down someplace because you got him so stressed out walking right back and forth. He probably don't know what to do with himself. Thank you, Renata. You're welcome. Um, and, and I'm glad you brought, excuse me, I'm far away from the phone. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because let me make a correction. You absolutely will get targeted harder when you start exposing but I have noticed that it does get harder at first, but in certain areas it starts to lighten up because one of the things they don't want is for you to be able to show a pattern of abuse because that's when it can be proven that something really is happening when you can show that this certain thing is happening over and over and over in the same way each time. So. I have noticed with my targeting that in certain areas they will lighten up because they don't want to establish that pattern. Yeah, but not. I will say say that you gave me a correction to say on that too. That uh, shooting me as hard um, with those biological weapons, they don't shoot me so as as quite as hard. But now it's like on a different frequency that the, the shots are being a little bit different now because when they used to shoot me so hard. They shoot me so hard in my back and in, 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 in my behind. It's like you, you raise up the pain is so bad. It's like it's, it's almost like nothing you can describe to the people. They shoot you all in your heart. They keep, shoot you all in your arm, all in your head. It's what's described, pounding, pounding, pounding. You know, so they still like have lightened up on the actual shots of the bottom bit. They still try to pound my head like crazy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, well, with me, I get the police harassment, as everybody knows, but they know that I'm not afraid to expose it. I used to be, but now they know I will put them on YouTube, <laughs> and so they're much <laughs> more careful. And it was funny because Friday, one was harassing me, but he zoomed past me so fast that he almost wrecked, and that's because he knew that if I took that picture, I was going to put it on YouTube. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they're a little bit more careful because I put their faces, I put whatever. I'm just, you know, you get tired of this stuff after a while. Oh, let me say one more thing, okay, and then I'll, I'll be quiet. I want somebody else to come on. And everybody, please start uh, uh, sharing a little bit so you can wire us up so we know what to do and what to expect. You know, we don't, I don't know everything, but help me out. Okay, I do want to add this. Uh, I want to have uh, my former FBI uh, uh, chief of police that's no longer the chief of police, I want to have him subpoena too because I want to know what he knew about all this neighborhood watch that was going on while he was uh, head of chief of police. I do want to have that done. And I, I, like I always said, I want to have a mayor uh, a subpoena because he's been photographed too many times with them people, and I want him to come and uh, testify about their character. 
Well, and you know what? That stuff, it, it sounds far-fetched. It may sound far-fetched to some to actually have the police subpoenaed and all of that. But if you think about it, these police are starting to be arrested and everything now. And they some, some cities and states are starting to hold the police accountable for their actions. So if you are being harassed by the police, I would suggest that you keep notes. I really would because you never know. We just might get our day in court with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not going to go down to the police station or, you know, put pick up a big scene. That's why I'm expecting the real, and I always use this term, the real FBI to step in. And when they step in, and, and I'm used for a witness for them, you know, that, because they know I know what I'm talking about. You know, it's getting no denying it, and I say that boldly because I know what I say is true. Thank you, Renata. You're welcome. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay. All right, start eight. You have something to say? We're listening. Start eight. Just because, just because in the chat room says Kevin Hart got married this weekend. We were talking about Kevin Hart earlier. Yes, he did get married. I wish him well. He dogged that first wife, though, but anyway. <laughs> I wish him well. Hello? Hey, Renata. Hey, how are you? Uh, very sad and uh, I was going to say, you sound down. You all right? Well, I don't know. I know there's a lot of people in this community, and I don't know how much, how many people you contact or come in contact with. I'm sorry, I'm outside of it. The rain, can you hear it? Yeah, I can. Okay, I'm sorry. It's um, okay, I love rain. Yeah, I do too. Um, but we have lost two beautiful soul in this community and um, one of those souls we lost was just on the 11th um, of this month and um, I didn't know if you knew uh, Mary Neal no no but she was a huge voice in the targeted in the TI community um, she she um, became targeted after her brother Larry Neal was she feels was murdered. Uh, he's mentally ill, and he somehow got arrested in Memphis, and they didn't contact the family, and then he died, and they haven't really been forthcoming as to how he died. And she got involved with the Cochran Law Firm, who seemed to take her for a ride and not a good one. And um, Well, I heard that lady. Was she African-American? Yeah, yeah Mary Loves Justice. I heard her speak a couple years ago on uh, Reverend Pinckney's call when he used to yeah. have a call. And it, it, rang, it rang a bell when you said that because I remember her saying how the Johnny Cochran firm really took her money. Like they really got over mm-hmm. her. And, and she was saying how corrupt they are since Johnny Cochran passed away. Oh, my goodness, she passed? How did she die? She had a massive heart attack. And she oh. was just 60, and she was taking care of her mother. Her mother's 93 years old, and she oh, was taking goodness. care of her mother. And she she must, like, she just died suddenly because um, she died on the 11th, and she was on Facebook mm-hmm. at 5.39 p.m., so she had to have died after that because 
her last post was on the 11th, on um, August 11th at 5.39. So somewhere along the way after that, she just suddenly had a, a massive heart attack. I'm so sorry to hear that. So sorry. Yes, I am too, because she was like really one of the biggest, one of the biggest voices in this type of community, and that is like a serious loss, and on not just to our community, but just to humanity. You know, because she really did fight hard for the underdog. Wow. Um, she was very active in, in you know in all types of um, things that are going on in justice wise and. So I'm just like really shocked and and really grieved and um I don't know I just I don't know <laughs> and and then I didn't know that another targeted individual had passed um you may have known about this one already because it's been a couple weeks but um I can't ever pronounce his name it's Zach Zach Zachoes or Zacchaeus um but he had a lot dealing with the CIA, and he had left the U.S. to go to Canada to seek, mm-hmm. to seek a, I guess what you call a, is it asylum or um, refuge, or I can't think of the word right now. My mind's kind of scattered, but where you go to another country and you want to basically live there because you don't want to, you know you're not safe in the country that you're technically from. Like uh, political asylum or something like that. Yeah, something, yeah, that's what it is. I couldn't think. Not not the guy on YouTube that calls himself Zaykus Breedlove, is it? That's him. He passed away. He passed away? He just recently passed away. He came back into the U.S., I think, and he was trying to, he went to Canada and he was trying to get them to give him what you just said, and he said the judge seemed very corrupt and refused to give it to him, probably based off what they told them not to give it to him. And he was homeless and didn't have anything, and he came back and just suddenly he had a heart attack, 42 years old, and died. Okay, yes, so let me ask you something. Let me make sure we're talking about the same person. There's a guy yes. on YouTube. He calls himself Zaytoon Street Love. And he talks a lot about uh, people, I want to say Cuba, some, some one of these Hispanic countries, uh, and he talks about the CIA. A lot, said, yeah. And he said he was Michael Jackson's cousin mm-hmm. in one of his videos, and he outs like these um, gangster people. He He calls them out by name, and is that the same guy? That's the same guy. You are kidding. He is dead. He has recently died. He died on seven thirty sixteen. Oh, I always said, oh, my goodness, he needs to be careful because he would call names, and these were people that were part of mafia families and things like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he, he oh. really put them out there, and they must have got him because 42, and he seemed, you know, yeah, he had a heart attack. So now, how did he? Oh, okay, heart attack. Oh, he had my. a heart attack on the 30th oh, of July. My. Oh, yeah. my. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, so you know, we've lost two, you know, people, you know. and it's, You know, that's, that's the risk you take, and I don't know if they're heart attacks, these two people you're speaking of. I don't know if it was directed energy. I do know that the Russians did create a heart attack gun years ago. Um, 
But that's the risk you take when you speak out in, in any kind of activist. Yes. Or, or even if you're not officially an activist, if you are the type that will expose the corruption and the darkness, that is the risk. That's the reality that these yeah. people really will kill you, especially they if will. you are they, affected. They, yeah, they will. They will. They will. You know, you you are on the front lines, and they will they will murder you. And I do believe that, especially his murder. Um, I mean, his death, excuse me, I, I, I find it very odd. You know, he had just went to Canada to try to, because he knew his life was in danger. I mean, he wasn't foolish or oblivious to that fact. Obviously, that's why he went to Canada and asked the judge to grant him that, and they wouldn't. And then he had to come back to the U.S., and then he died very shortly, I mean, very shortly after that. Like within days of coming back into the U.S., he suddenly dies of a heart attack. That's terrible. And he he had gone to several countries. He was really I know almost on the run, according to his. Video. He was on the run because he knew they yeah. were after him. You know what I mean? He knew. So he was on the run, and he was rightfully so on the run. And so, I'm, su- I'm surprised he died of a heart attack in nine just being out and out assassinated because he, I mean, he really told a lot. He 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 told a lot in his videos. Yeah, and he was connected to Lauren. I forgot her name. I know at one time they they had been strongly connected, and I think she was a she was a CIA. I forgot what they call them, but she was one of their. Gosh, what is the word? Not asset. I don't think it would be asset, but. I don't know if you know, I mean, if you follow his videos, I'm sure you heard him bring her name up quite often. Her yes, name was, I did. Yeah, and she was heavily connected with CIA and had gotten out of it, I guess, you know. And so he was stomping hard for her as well at one time. Um, so, yeah, he was very vocal about, you know, a lot of things. And so he's passed away as well, so... I just wanted to make you aware in case you weren't aware. I I did not know about either of them passing, and I thank you for telling us about it, and I'm just in shock about both of them. Uh, yeah, I am too. I am too. Mary was just 60, and, and Zach was, I can't pronounce his name, he was just 42 years old. Hmm. I had never spoken with either one of them personally, but I'm familiar with their work. Or especially mm-hmm. his on YouTube, and I remember hearing Mary on a call uh, talking about the Cochran firm, and I was so surprised because Johnny Cochran stood for everything that was good. So I was yeah. really surprised to hear that his firm, after he passed, uh, went corrupt. Yeah, and I guess that's what happened when he passed. It just it went south. Hmm. So, but she has a great body of work. I mean, her her blogs are phenomenal. I mean, she has put in her her digital footprints are huge. Wow. Well, she will be missed, and so he will he. Yeah. I, I just admired his bravery. I was just like, wow. He is talking about drug cartels, and and I mean, he's naming names, and I was like, wow. He he's brave. Yeah, he. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I when I would listen to him, I felt the same thing. Like, yeah, he's a brave guy. You know, he's putting it out there. 
Yeah, yeah, he really, really was. Now he's gone. Yeah. So what can you do nice for yourself today? Oh, what can I do nice for myself? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'm in a lot of grief today, so I don't know what I can do nice for That's even more reason why you should do something nice for yourself. Um, I I don't feel, right now I feel like I owe things to humanity. I'm not thinking about myself today. It's just it's just one of those days I don't feel like I owe myself anything. Oh, you know? well you do, so think about it, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for sharing with us. No problem. Right, you guys give me a moment. So hey, you'd like to to speak. Hello. Um, hi, Renata. This is Cheryl. How you doing? Hi, Cheryl. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, what I could do good for me today? Um, I went to a function at the church. They had it in a park, and I I went and. Almost got baptized, but I did. Okay. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and so, uh, even though they hit me hard in that part, uh, it seemed like everyone that passed in front of me gave a signal or whatever they do. But I tried to enjoy myself, and um, and um, and I'm trying to. Make it on and get to Walmart. Still gonna go on, but I just wanted to chime in and say hi and everything and hi to everyone. Okay, thank you. I'm I'm glad that you're doing well. You always amaze me because you are out and about and regardless of what they do, and that's good. Yes, ma'am. I'm gonna see this on. <laughs> Good for you. So what are you going to do nice for yourself today, Cheryl? Well, I saw going to that event. That was doing something nice for me. That's true. Uh, yeah, I went to that event, and, and they gave me a huge dog, stuffed dog, and uh going to take him home. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Good for you. Okay, so. All right, thank you. Uh Uh-huh, bye. Bye. All right, star eight, you would like to speak. Hello, Georgia. Hey, peace and blessings, you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? Hey, I'm good and blessed, man. Like uh, like I said, man. It's ten percent. What happened? You're ninety percent high react, man. uh, See, uh, my sister Lala and other people they write about their magnets, man. If you're in pain, put a magnet on, man, and keep moving. All right, just ninety percent how you react. If you riding down the street, you see the police behind you. That don't mean they coming at you. All right, you got to keep on moving and stay focused on what you're doing. All right, and what I do, 
I, the way my life set up, I worked for like two or three months, then I take me a little vacation. I.e., last month, I went to Florida where I grew up, went swimming in the ocean, man. That was the best uh, time I had last month. I went to the ocean, to the beach, it got grounded, man. I wish I could have done it a few more times down there, but that's the way you got to learn how to roll, man. And, and God is good, man. This is a blessing, y'all. If y'all know how to ride it, you cannot waste energy trying to fight this, man. Did y'all hear what Michelle Obama said? Did y'all realize what she said? What she said? She said, when the enemy come at you low, you stay high. Get up above it. Stay high, man. Don't give them your energy. Because, see, it's fine if y'all want to document this stuff, what happened to you, but it's all being documented in heaven in the book of life, all right? All your situation from the time when you was germinated in your mama womb, it's all documented what you go go through and what you're going through. It's in the book of life, all right? Just like, for instance, uh, back in the 70s, I saw the whole thing about this water and some flies. This was in the, in the late 70s. When it came to me, I wasn't asleep. I just started drawing and writing stuff. It was about water, all right? That was, and look at what's going on now. The water is all polluted and about the flies and mosquitoes going on. Uh, God going to show y'all what's going on. For, for instance, like that lady, when she wrote her thing last week, she was going forward in time. She put a week date in there. She, it was on the 5th she wrote it, but her date was the 12th. Okay, God was showing her the future, whether you know it or not. All right? You got to learn how to read what's going on around and what y'all into because we're going to see some more miraculous things, y'all. Okay, y'all think y'all saw something not? Y'all just, just keep living, man. We're going to see some good stuff, man. All right? Y'all just got to know how to ride this out, man, enjoy the ride, man. That's why a lot of these people, like y'all just talk about, two or three people, they burnt up their energy trying to fight this, having heart attacks and strokes. Okay? That's the whole emphasis. When somebody come at you and you waste your energy trying to fight them in the wrong way, burning up yourself, all right? So, for instance, if somebody say something bad to you and you mad with them, they going on about their business. You still mad aching. You see what I'm saying? You got to let this baggage go, man. It's going to consume you, all right? I hate to say to be I keep it real, 1,000. You got to learn how to uh, fight this by, by being cool, relaxing, and then everything is like a show, man. It's like clown theater. Okay, God, and let y'all see what's going on. And so all you got to do is ride it out and enjoy and watch this evil stuff come to an end. That's what it's about. All right? We are under the uh, auspices of the controllers. All right? Because they know that we waking up the more light coming on the planet to, to give y'all more awakening than we see. Okay, you remember that movie, The Matrix? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a sister that wrote that, that too. A black sister looked like you. Okay? And the main mm-hmm. emphasis is you take the blue pill and stay asleep and play stupid. Uh, do like we do. We're taking the red pill. Everyone on this call, God then gave us the red pill where we see the truth. All right? We got the magic glasses on, y'all. And all you got to do is ride it out and stay in the truth and the light, and you're going to be blessed. I know it sounds far-fetched for everybody. I know you got to learn how to know how to control your energy and stay up, man. Get you some magnets and listen to 528 hertz. It's all sound and light and energy, man. Don't give them y'all energy. 
It's simple, man. I know it's, it's, it's complicated, but it's really simple. We blessed, y'all. Whether y'all know it or not. Very blessed. Very blessed. For instance, they jacked up my computer in my car. Oh well, they got can't you can't you can't fix it. They going through the whole schematic from the uh from the manufacturer. So what? I got a truck. I'm riding around in my truck right now till my car get ready because I I don't even deal my energy. I told the guy I paid him almost eight hundred dollars. You fix it. Just bring it back to me. I come pick it up. Uh, I got my truck to ride around. That's how you got to be, man. And that's when you thank God because every time you fill my car, I thank the Lord that I have another one. That's right. I'm blessed. I'm living in a three-bedroom house by myself. I'm blessed. I can't complain. God done blessed me. And, uh, oh, yeah, I want to thank everybody that gave a lot of some money. All right. I'm going to send them something, too, but I just started working last week, so I'll send them something. But, uh, see, that's, but that's how I do with me. I, with my work, I work a few months, stack me some yams, I take me a vacation. So now I'm in the working phase. And then uh, by the uh, end of next month, I'm going to take me another little vacation and go somewhere. That's how you got to do it, man. You got to know how to go with the flow of the universe. It's all going well, with the everybody flow. Everybody don't have it like that, but it is. You, you can. can. You can. If, you know how if to relax. You you see, you got to go with the uh, the path of least resistance. That's how the energy flow. Okay. Well, here's the you, thing. Here's the thing. What? Reality speaking, everybody does not have the finances to 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 take off several months and work and things like that. There are people who literally live on the street. However, I was living on the street too, Renata. I used to live on the street too till I learned how to go with the flow of the universe. Okay, I was homeless. I used to have travel in garbage bags, man. Okay, till I learned how energy flow and, and I was trying to fight the energy. Okay, then it came to me, God showed me, just relax, go with the flow. This Jesus walked around. Jesus had nowhere to live. Okay, well, you think what your Savior said, the Son of Man got nowhere to lay his head, huh? And he said, what he do, we can do also. We are, I, and I, I know everybody will get there. But now, listen to me. I'm going to say this one more thing, and I'm going to be gone, all right? I, I'm going to say this. What Psalms 82 say, we are all God's children of the Most High Yah. Psalms 82. Read it. I understand what you're saying, and I'm praying for those who are not quite there yet. But we okay. have a kid. Not everybody is there yet. I, I have been homeless, too, so I, I understand what you're saying. But we pray for those who who need a little help in this area. The main, thing, yeah, the, the main thing is just relax. Whatever your circumstances is, just, just relax. I know it's hard to do. But listen to 528 hertz, get you a magnet, and just relax. You got to go outside and you go, um, take your shoes off and ground yourself, all right? You, everybody could do that, right? Everybody could go somewhere where on some piece of grass, take their shoes off, and ground themselves to the natural uh, residence of the earth. Now, I everybody could do that. Morning. I, do it, I do that often. I did it this morning. I do it on cement, but you can, And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned water because you can also do grounding with water. Amen. That's from the earth as well. So earth, water, grass, dirt, um, trees, and your thoughts. any of that is, is, is grounding or earthing, whatever you want to call it. And, and, and always stay high with positive thoughts, man. Did you see that the word can't, won't, and don't? You take them T's off that word. Once I learn how to take the T's off the tent and won't and don't, I don't worry about what I can't do or what I, I don't even think about that. I always worry about what I can do, okay? 
I might not well, have reading. The scripture says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. I might not have no steak. I might not have no steak to eat, but I might have a peanut butter and some bologna or something. And we're going to thank him for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Everything you got to show gratitude to the, to the most high y'all. Just, when you wake up in the morning, just say thank you. Just mm-hmm. say thank you, God. Okay? Just you, Once you start a flipping the paradigm and just start saying thank you for the little mm-hmm. small stuff, Mm-hmm. Then God gonna give you some big stuff, man. That's right. That's how you gotta look at this, man. Anyway, I, I hate to be a preacher. I might start for talking in tongues. Shabba da ba ba ba. I let somebody talk. Uh, I love say, y'all. That's blasphemy. Don't <laughs> say like that. Blasphemy. <laughs> just call me sick. No, I love you. I love blasphemy. you. Just learn how to relax and chill and enjoy the ride, man. No, you listen, you... listen. Blasphemy huh? of the Holy Ghost is the only sin that is unforgivable. You know what God is? Is energy, man. God is light. Okay, photon. Okay. That's what God is. Not in okay. no church on no Sunday. Don't and say I didn't tell you because right. that I'm just you. me. Do not I'm, make fun of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know what the Holy Spirit is? It's energy. We are all light emit and die olds. That's okay. what this is about, energy. And they tapping into everybody's aura and messing everybody up in your energy flow. Because they broke the seven seal when they blaspheme with this voice of God weapon. Okay, they got okay. to pay for this, man. They're going to pay for this. We're going to see it. All right. I don't Just play. Two. I don't play with God. Okay. Thank you, Wesley. You've been going about He's ten minutes. God bless y'all. Thank you. All right. Don't play like that. All right. Star eight. If you would like to speak. Hello. Hello. Hi, Renata. Hi, Elvira. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I just Good. wanted to thank thank the young lady, the one who talked about Mary. Yes. Mary Neal. She yes. was that was excellent and she was right on time. I couldn't have said it better myself. And I've known Mary since twenty eleven. I brought her to Reverend Pinkney, her and many others and a million women and and uh others, legacy of a nation, all that. And um it's just Heartbreaking, you know, but uh, yeah, it really is. Mhm. And so I just, I just wanted to just thank her for both, for both people that she's mentioned, because I have Crystal on my Facebook page. She was talking about it, and she was crying. She couldn't hardly talk about it, but she tried. Hmm. So, and I wanted to thank you too for being there for us and the things that you do, and I hope that we can get the uh, action committee going again. I thought that was a very lovely thing you would do. You do, you do yeah, a lot of much. great things. Thank you, Elvira. Yeah. So, that's what I wanted to say. All right. Well, thank you. What can you do nice for yourself today? That's what I was wondering. I, I, I was thinking maybe start thinking about myself, and then maybe I can do something for myself, mm-hmm. you know, put others on the shelf for a minute. Mm-hmm. That's good. Map, map, map out a plan. Yeah, map, map out a plan for yourself. That's good. Yeah. Very good. And thank good. you for the question. Thank you. That's a good one right there. Map out a plan for yourself. 
how many times do we do for everyone and leave ourselves off the list? And Elvira does do for everyone. I know that for a fact. She does. So very good, Elvira. I hope you do that. All right. Hello. Hello. California. Hello. Hi, Lala. Hello. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Sounds like a sleepyhead. Yeah, I just took a nice, nice, nice nap. It felt so good. Oh, my goodness. That was a good nap. Without it being interrupted, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's the status of the apartment? How's that going? We have brought that up. Um, 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 the lady supposed to call me. I think she said Thursday, and I got all the money. I'm just waiting on my church to give me the hundred and fifty, and then I'm good. Okay. Yeah, so that's the status, and I want to thank everybody that helped me. I really, from the bottom of my heart, I really, really want to thank everyone that helped me. I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. Nice of everybody to come together to help. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Mhm. Uh thank you. And um I do want to say one other thing and I know some people get upset when I talk about the magnets, but I really don't care. But um the magnets if, if, if like what Wesley was saying, you got to fight back. Like you got to fight back. When you're wearing these magnets, you are fighting back. These people hate that. You're not You're not just wearing it temporarily just to break a little bit of signals. You're actually burning. You're actually moving yourself away from the satellite. And I just, it just hurts me that when people are in pain and suffering and, and it even helps with the gang stalking, believe it or not. And it just really hurts me that people not getting the message that they still, you know, like they still... I don't know what it is. It's like a block of the mind where people just don't want to. This is my theory. If somebody is torturing me to death, because these people were trying to kill me. Straight up, I don't know about y'all, but they were straight up trying to kill me. Straight up trying to kill me. So you get desperate enough where you don't want no, want to die, you will be willing to wear this magnet. And it's not like I'm selling or making money off of them. I'm just saying to, to save your own life. Because when I started wearing the magnet, I noticed that the, they, they were in the process of giving me heart attack, shooting me with the heart attack gun. And then when I was wearing them, I could actually feel them. I could feel them leaving. I could I could see the damage that they were trying to do. I actually mm-hmm. felt it leaving. Well, I'll say this: not everybody's remedy. It's the same. Not everybody's targeting is the exact same. And I know the magnets work for you. I know they do. And I know they work for other people. I do know of some other people who have great results from the magnets as well. But that's just not everybody's remedy. No, but I'm just saying, people sitting up complaining about they're getting tortured, they're getting tortured, they're getting tortured. I'm just saying, you know, do something about it. Yeah. That's my point. Do something about it. If that's the last resort, do something about it. Stand up against these people. They gave us all the same, basically all the same weapons, which is the vaccines. They gave us all the with the, the same microchips, uh, but they're different. They do different things. So it works for everybody. It's the same mm-hmm. weapon. 
You know, mm-hmm. so it just hurts me when I hear people are dying and and people are in pain or suffering. Then I see these pictures on on Facebook of people are literally like like are getting blown in the face with these weapons, and I feel so bad. And then I try to reach out to these people and help them, but it seems like some people are just stuck where they want to just be there. They want to complain, but they don't want to do anything, and that hurts me. Yeah. Well, That's you know what? They say. Say, thank you, Lala. If if people suffer enough, then they'll look for they'll start to look for solutions. But what I found out, because I talked to a lot of people, uh, is that not everybody is solution oriented, and it can be a little frustrating because you're trying to tell them try this, try that, or do this, do that, and see if that'll help. But some people just simply want to uh, be in that victim mentality, and they just want to talk and somebody to listen, and they you know they don't. They don't want to do anything, but if if things get bad enough, they will. Once you tell them, you've done your job. So, and D in the chat room says Stockholm syndrome, the hopeless feeling of not helping yourself and siding with the perks. True. That's true. Could be Stockholm syndrome. All right. Hello, Florida. Hello. God bless, Sister Renata. Bless you, too. How are you? Not so well, and I don't say that Uh-oh. often. Uh-oh. What's going on? Um, I respect Sister uh, Lala very much, and she writes, those magnets will work for certain people. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to give some insight to this new technology that many people may have not uh, been exposed to yet. These nanosensors that they've now populated into the earth atmosphere that you breathe in from just walking outside the door, these things are, in many cases, uh, smart bots. Once they get inside of the bloodstream or they lodge deep into the tissue mass, and I'm Mm -hmm. not talking about what's that stuff that they they say is a worm, uh, molars or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not that. Uh, th- these nanosensors are smart bots. And once they're inside of the human body, they can be programmed to travel to a certain location and just lodge there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that from experience. I have a son who's only 15 years old. And on one side of his thigh, he ain't never gone nowhere. He ain't never been given no shot. There, there looks to be uh, one of these sensors that's been lodged there. I myself have experienced internal and external pain, and I've tried magnets, and it doesn't work because what these things do is they work on an internal basis as well as an external. So if a person has an external bot or nanotechnology on them somewhere, then um, disrupting the magnetic field around your body, that will help you a lot. But when you're dealing with people who are walking around suffering from these things that have been internally placed in their body, they can't get um, access to it because of the way that they surgically implanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It becomes a little bit more difficult. And then there's the subject matter of the uh, light technology. Now, the, le- the light technology, which is a, a compilation of the laser technology with cell phones, and uh, Wi-Fi technology, as well as uh, satellite. Uh, When they stream this particular type of energy into the human body, 
and you don't have a method to block that particular energy, what it does is it threads through your body. And that's where the internal damage comes from. I did a post on that on my Facebook page, and it's N over it's N um, C over V. And what it is is it's light, speed, and vacuum. Our bodies is a composite of energy automatically. So what happens is they breach the density of your human body, and then therefore this being, whatever being that they've used, stay lodged in your your, your uh, skin tissue, and it can cause pain. And a magnet won't disrupt that. You would need something of a higher frequency uh, to distort the energy stream itself. So to give a layman's term of what I'm talking about, let's say that they're using a 5-watt beam. You would need something uh, greater than 5 watts to make contact with your body to disperse that beam. Otherwise, it stays lodged or locked into your skin mass. My daughter's been dealing with that. That's why I'm not dealing. I'm not feeling so well today. I'm upset that we, we, we have to come to, to talk forums like this, and we really need political uh, acknowledgement about these subject matters that the DOD, which is the De- Department of Defense, and Homeland Security and the CIA and the FBI, um, they're already aware that this technology exists because it's been patented through the militaries of either our government or someone else's government. So, I mean, there's a solution, but it's not readily available to the public. Now, I'm being targeted in such a way that uh, I have people that I've known for years willing to lie for whoever initiated this manipulation that I'm expressing right now. And it's bothersome because when your body is being remotely assaulted, if you're taking all the normal human measures that you've been taught to do, which is to call 911 because it is an emergency, and no one has the technology or they claim they don't have the technology to reverse the effects on you, it becomes a weight on your soul to see your son or your daughter or your mother or your father harmed by these frequencies and lasers, and there's not much you can do. So I want to encourage the people that are listening, um, just because someone don't, well, appear to turn a deaf ear to you, it may not be that. Uh, this program, as, as they call it, it's been it's been processed to cause people to live in fear, that if they make a move, their move is already known. And if they do something about something, something worse is going to happen. So you get a people too afraid to do anything, they learn to cope and, and, and accept suffering. And as Brother Wesley said, uh, this is, we're not called for this. Although this, these events may be written in the book of life, the Bible also says that victory is supposed to be given to the righteous. So if you're not living a carnal life where you wake up every day and you actively play a role in sin, then you should not be looking every day to wake up to harm and hardship. That's a positive takeaway to what I'm saying. As far as doing something nice for myself, Sister Renata, I really wish I could just enjoy my family. Go somewhere and literally enjoy my family without this drama. Because this drama started in 2009 for us. I have business ideas and inventions. I'm not even able to move on because the people here in South Florida keep managing, they're trying to manage keeping us down. How do you live like that? You just do it, you know, and you you make the comment that you wish you could enjoy your family without their interference. Well, 
we can only do what is in our control. So I would encourage you to go out today with your family and do the best you can do with them. We cannot control them, but we can control our own actions. So don't let them discourage you from getting out with your children and doing something pleasurable. At least attempt to do it. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Bless you, Brother Kimbrick. You're always so As well, Sister Nala. Sorry, you're having a hard day today. And, you know, reality, thank you. I'm going to put you on. Reality is that uh, we have those days sometimes. We can sound as up, upbeat and happy as we want, but this will get you down. It will get you down at times. We just have to be resilient and bounce back from whatever it is trying to hold us back. Star 8, if you'd like to speak. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi, Zanata. Lauren from Indiana. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for the cake recipe. I'll be making it soon. Oh, great. Call me if you need any help. I know you'll enjoy it, really. Uh, okay. What about... Yeah, what am I going to do for myself? Well, what I used to do for myself, even before targeting, I would go to a quiet park somewhere. Sometimes we let nobody, I didn't think anybody would be around. I used to, even in my 40s, climb trees. And I used to be, you know, the heaviest breath, and it used to be my thinking time. But I'm old, and there's, you know, torture. So I'm not even going to try to climb a tree anymore. But I'm just going to keep it in my mind what I used to do and relax in my room and just think all the whole well, gamut of thoughts, you know, good thoughts as well as bad, as well as, you know, because what we're also going through, and I want to slow down a little bit for me, when I get into that quiet space, it's almost like mysteries will be revealed. And I kept saying, I haven't been in that space since we even left California. I got to, some things I got to figure out. Not stress, well, but when I'm relaxed, they come. Uh-huh. But what I thought about when you said you used to climb the tree, but you don't feel capable of doing that anymore. No. Maybe you can go and lay out a nice blanket by the tree, or you can take a lawn chair and sit by the tree, or you can park your car and look at the tree. Exactly. I don't want to climb it anymore. I don't feel confident. Oh, no, no. But you can still go and be amongst the trees. Yeah. And that's that's what I used to like doing because, you know, you're up, you can survey, it's quiet, I could think. Yeah. Just think. Don't you, sometimes in this program, I just want things to go slower so I can just, you know what I mean? I know they make it heavy on us, but it's almost like I know they want to do that, you know? But I know I, there's some, you know, I want to get into a better space. I don't want to make it next one and relax and try to do that, you know? I can take breaks and, you know, do some clothes or, you know, clean up a little bit, but I can always do that. I want to get into that zone. Where my mind, you know what I mean? Well, whatever it is that any mm-hmm. of us desire to do, we should at least attempt to do it. True. True. Should attempt to do it or modify it and do something close mm-hmm. to what we want to do. That's what we're And even with the, the young man even said even before that, just uh, like enjoy his family, just living. All I really wanted to share with all of you guys, I think before we were key eyes. I think we were all living, you know, the best possible way, meeting life on its terms. But putting us in this, I don't even like the word to use, program or agenda, this is surviving. And I, that's the question I guess it keeps running over in my mind. How can one live if I'm still trying to survive? I can't seem to separate. 
And that's all I was going to say. Okay. Thank you, Lauren. Okay. Okay. Start eight. Did you have something else you wanted to say, Lauren? No, I just said, okay, I'm done. Oh, okay, because you had pressed start eight again. Okay, put you. All right, we're coming to the end of this. Hello, Dee, how are you? I'm hanging in there, Renata. Happy Sunday, everybody. Thank you, you too. I'm sorry to hear about falling. TIs, especially folks that you know directly, Renata. Um, yeah, and I actually did not know either of them directly. I know that Zaku's Breed Love, he was on YouTube, and I've been listening to him for years, but I've never spoken with him. And the other lady, I heard her on a, another call, but I had never spoken with her. But, I I mean, they're fellow TIs, and I'm just really sorry to hear about that. Uh, the age range is because you said one of them was 42 because, I mean, I just turned 40 to share. Mm-hmm. And I see this has been a recurrent thing with um, sudden heart attacks. And, um, you know, like Lauren just said, this teaches you how to survive if you plan on surviving. I mean, right. if you really want to be a survivor because um. For a while, especially in my twenties, I didn't know how to live. They program mm-hmm. you to really self-destruct, especially if you're here in the inner city and you're dealing with inner city in- issues. Yeah, they try to program you to self-destruct, and and sadly, we just had another child kill themselves. A 13-year-old out in Staten Island, New York, hung himself in his parents' home from oh. being bullied and harassed. He's only 13, going to a parochial school. So he was going to a Catholic school. Everyone involved to go to jail. Everyone. You know what I'm saying? Because I got thrown out. Everybody who ignored him when he tried to reach out for help, everybody should go to jail for that. That's horrible. But the thing about it is to hear his family and his father in tears because they were left with the note in the attic because the boy went up into the attic of the family home and just hung himself, left a handwritten note, and you could tell it's in the child's handwriting. I mean, I'm totally disgusted because this is the type of targeting that I had to deal with at that age, and I was getting kicked that type of stuff. I mean, they had me as a toddler trying to put stuff in the, um, the uh, outlets in my mother's house. She had to have all the outlets capped because, she couldn't understand why her child was programmed to want to stick stuff in the electrical outlets. Wow. And I saw a lot of kids was like this where, you know, it was just a fascination to go play, go go put something in the wall outlet, like, you know, um, in, in the, um, the women in Brewster place. Anybody know about that one? I'm sure y'all know, remember that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm just living in the glory of grace of God because, I know I've been born in the sin. They try to keep sin around me with all of the satanic ritual abuse I got out here in New York. And um, because I stay close to the media and I'm reading the paper every day. You know, today is the anniversary for the Crown Heights riot, 25th year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the day before, they just, somebody, and I say they because they haven't found the gunman yet, uh, Imam. 
who was imam and his cleric advisor was shot out here in Queens, New York, right in front of their mosque. So now we got the Muslim community in Queens all up in arms, and it just happened to be the very anniversary day of the, of the um, Crown Heights riots. So, you know, they, the darkness never persists here in New York City because they're really trying to get people activated up here. And um, I'm just disappointed because just to remember as a child, because I was like not even a teenager yet when we had those riots, um, you know, we still have some of the same drama going on up here. And then for us to deal with it in our own way as targets, especially here in T.I.'s popping up dead, you know, um, I, I feel for everybody. I feel for all of us, even the folks that don't even know that they're being targeted. You know, so... You know, I pray for all y'all out here because even right now, um, for me to survive and do what I got to do and, like, getting back to the question of the day, doing something good for myself, mm-hmm. it's simple stuff. Going food shopping, taking care of myself, getting the necessary supplies that I need to take care of myself and to detox my body. That's doing good for me, and it make, it makes me happy because, you know, the positive result is I'm keeping my health up because, um, the survival in me is me using my shopping cart. I got to empty my fridge every time I leave my apartment because I know they're coming in here, dropping poison around, going directly for the food. And mm-hmm. it's happening to my mother. And I've been trying to let her know in but so many ways. But how do you let your parent know without them thinking that you're crazy? And she gives me that back talk where it's like, no, that's this mental health. No, no, that don't sound right. No, it's not that. And I'd be trying to let her know, but, you know, her trusting in the environment that they put over our heads, this matrix. I know they're getting into her home poison and her food. Maybe, maybe you can show your mom some credible sources on YouTube. I'm some trying. Things, some things she that just, have hit the news. Listen, she just had a situation with the lady she was hanging out with over the weekend, one of her beloved friends, 70-year-old lady, tried to dose her water bottle. And she walks around with a steel water canteen like I do. What would there be a reason for you to actually take this person's bottle away from their handbag, go in the kitchen and decide you want to fill the bottle up with water? And, you know, and when my mother told me what this lady did, I just kept saying, oh, my God, they got to this lady's brain. She's 70 years old, which means anybody can go under programming that don't even know what's happening to them just to do a task, especially if you're in that person's circle. Because my oh. grandmother used to do stuff like this. And it's, and, and it's sad because, you know, me being aware, I used to watch the program and overtake my family members where I would see an altar pop up and realize, okay, you look like my family member, but what you're doing right now, you're doing something so off the wall that I don't even know. And, and, and it'd be like selective amnesia where it's like a light cut on all of a sudden they one person and the next minute they somebody else or they back to their normal state of mind. You know, but what I'm saying is we've all gone through this type of behavior with the people in our circle. So, you know, like I said, I pray for all of y'all, and I do what I can to keep my survival up because the battle be on. It be on. You know, but I'm going I'm going to finish now. But, Nada, thank you so much for letting me talk, and y'all have a great, happy afternoon, all right? Thank you. You too, Dee. Okay.
I love D. He is so positive. And you know something D said. He said he's going to take care of himself today by going to do the things that he needs to do, his grocery shopping and whatever else he needs to do to take care of himself. That is really important because we kind of just neglect ourselves sometimes and we don't get our business taken care of. And I know that I am a huge procrastinator and I have to make myself do some of the things I need to do. So that is very good, G. Very, very good. And I need to reboot my computer, you guys. I had a lot of computer issues yesterday. I thought it was corrected, but I'm seeing that I'm having problems again. So let me go to plan B here. Hang on, you guys. Hi, James. Hello. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes. Fine, How are you? Fine, thanks. Um, well, uh, it's been another interesting week. We got perps here that are very uh, getting very aggressive, and oh. they're just uh, huh? I said, oh, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, they're. Uh, and this one guy that lives on uh, another street, he's uh owns a lot of houses around here. He rents them out. He's one of those um, people that buys up houses and fixes them up a little bit and then rents them out. He's got about, oh, he must have about a dozen of them. And he seems to be renting to all perps. He's renting to people who are doing this, these weapons and they're, I was running in one of his houses before, and I was surrounded, and then now I moved up the street to get away from him, and he bought the house right next to where I was, and he chopped this big tree down. It was really nice. and all birds in it, and he, he comes around me, and he's always saying these cryptic things to try and draw me out and find out what I'm doing. He, he's actually brought in people from outside this area and um and they're attacking me the, he bought the house right next door and and now there's a perp in it with a weapon and and he's a skinny little sh- creepy guy and don and he's hurting donna and um you know it's just really weird 
These so people come. Let me ask you a question, James. So the the tree that he chopped down, does it give them a better view of you of, of your house? Yes, it, it hid. Oh. It it blocked out this whole house that he had. I believe he cut it down just so that we we would be better targets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can look right in our house now, and and also oh. their weapons can can do that because they couldn't go through the tree. And um, and this guy has got, he must be a millionaire, and he's doing this. Um, well, I, I, I forgot to tell you a while ago, back when I was living in his other house, he came over and told us, me and, and somebody else, that we had uh, clogged up the toilet and clogged up everything, and that he had to take it apart. And he was being mean to us and perping us and and you know, acting like a jerk, and then all, and then I find out that he's he's what he's doing. It wasn't clogged up. He did that to get our DNA. Oh my! I remember when that happened. I remember when that happened. Yes, that's right, and that's what exactly what he was doing. And now he's um, well, I I don't have to talk to him anymore because I insulted him through the through the weaponry. You know, I I told. The you know our handlers can hear us, so I I told them that something derogatory about um, Dave Palmquist, and uh, he won't talk to me anymore, which is a which is good actually. Oh oh, here's here's an interesting thing I did on Wi-Fi. Let me tell you about this. Um, let me just get it so I can read it. Okay. Uh, all right, on my Wi-Fi, I can put I can I have uh um let's see 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz. You know, there's the two that 801.11 AB and then and then DEFG or something like that. Well, I you can put to name your channel you can call it something. You can call it well. You see a lot of them, Frontier and Netgear. Well, that's the ones that they give it by default. But you can change those. So what I did, I changed it to um, uh, one of them. I I called, and this is all characters run together because I, there's not much room. It's we need to be watched. Really, you idiot. And um, another one is, it's slavery. Look, jamesleco.com. And I've got, um, we're, something about we're, it's human experimentation, not uh, uh, terrorism. And um, there was another one too. But you get the idea. You can name it something that's, Actually, you know, it's it's um, well, it it's intimidating for them, and it tells other people that you know if you can't if you can't stop it, well, you have to do something. So you have these uh, little things that are uh, advertisements to to tell what's going on, because you know how they tell all the, the neighbors that you need to be watched and you're dangerous. Well, you know, I think I think it's probably better. It's probably good to 
print up some brochures and some cards, which I have not been able to do yet, and go around and talk to the neighbors and and show them, you know, you're not, uh, we're not terrorists. Are you kidding me? And but some of them won't believe it. So so um, I I think this is a good way to advertise, you know, that something's going on here. Right. And it, it really tur- it really puts them on edge. If you can think from your side. Well, they don't like you to expose, that's for sure. Yeah. So uh, my next thing, I've been trying to get the uh, gumption to go over and talk to the to the city council in my town. It's not a very big town, and it shouldn't be hard. But see, I was waiting for somebody, some other people. But I I just think that I was just wasting, just waiting because I was afraid. Maybe she does, but uh, so yeah, I I I could bring Donna with me. She didn't want to do it before, but now she's um, fired up to to the point where she'll do it. Because yeah, when I, she was working, go ahead. Even if she goes with you as as support, um, that would be nice. I don't know if, if you would, if, even if she goes as a support system, even if she does not want to speak, but she just goes. She can speak now. Oh, okay. So that would be good. I don't know how many minutes you get to speak at your city council, but in mine we get one minute. So you have to get to your points real quick. Yeah. Because oh, so it will stop you. You can raise your hand and talk if you want to. Well, the way mine is set up is you. Uh, there is a whole agenda. They already have their agenda set up, but there's a section called Open Forum, and it's item number three. They they number all the items on the agenda. So for for my city, the Open Forum is number three, and that means anybody can come and speak about anything. But sometimes that gets very full. So if there's a way you can sign up online then you should sign up online because you have to fill out a speaker's card saying that you want to speak. Sometimes you'll get there and they'll say it's already full because they only allot like 15 minutes for open forum. So if there's a oh. lot of people coming to speak, then you may not be able to speak. So, uh, but, but check your cable listing to see if your city council shows on cable television because most cities they do. They show it somewhere on cable like open access TV or any kind of open access um, cable channel. And then that way you'll be able to see you'll be able to see how your your um, particular city runs their meetings. Or you can go on your city's website to see if they have a recording there and you can just kinda look at it to see how what their format is. Okay. Well maybe other people can use that. We don't have T V. But um uh maybe it's online. Maybe it's just uh it online. Yeah, it should be. Go to their website. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find a clip of, or something on their website. Okay, I, I'm just real nervous about going there because if I screw it up, I feel like it'll never happen again. But well, I can just tell you that most of them they they don't help you anyway. So it, it's more of going there to expose for me, you know, for to get the exposure out because they don't they they seem to go along with it in my city. Well, in a big in a big city, I could see where they might, but in a small city, and you you know, you get in their face and you say, uh, "You want to have to explain this to your children that there's slavery, and you know, I'm a, you've got slaves living in town, and you've got slave drivers 
living in the houses, driving driving these people, and to to um, to the point of breaking or suicide and with other people with other shooters. Well, what are you what are you doing? What what kind of town is this? You know, well, you could really. I will warn you that your targeting may, may increase because they don't like it when you come down there. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can I can read them the riot act and you know put them on the spot, make them seem and look like they're not doing their job. Uh, you know, with especially in a small town where you got everybody's kind of a. Uh, you know, it's like a Mayberry town, and everybody's really nice. But uh-huh. but then, then you've got these people that have come in all, from all over the place to torture us. Uh-huh. And, you know, are they going to let this persist? We're retired. They they uh, cater to retired people because they want the people to come in and, and, you know, support their town and everything like that. So we're retired. So what what are you doing to help us? Nothing. Well, you- Suggest because you said you're a little nervous about it. Just go to a city council meeting and just sit there. Don't even plan to speak. Just sit there and just listen to everything that goes on, and uh, and then just do that until you're comfortable enough to to go up. And mm-hmm. Well, the more tortured I get, the braver I get, and I can I can talk a good game mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, I, if I'm shy, I might not. But the more tortured I get, the less shy I get. So you know it works like that. It's just it just depends, and then, you know sometimes they really screw with my with those stupid frequencies and make me you know it's hard to even gather your thoughts. But um, but it's been getting pretty challenging here. You know these people have been getting very aggressive. What they do is they move in around you and they. They seem to be bringing all of these new ones in to collect more money, collect more money, and they're making all this money, and you're dying. You know, what do they think they're doing? It's like, you know, it's like parasites. They're they're killing us, and they're parasites, and they come in more of them and more of them, and they got weapons all around now, and even drones. Okay, yeah. well, that's all, you know, that's what I wanted to say. Um James, I'm going to John Hall. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, if you're interested in going to your city council, like James was saying, just first see if it, if it comes on your local television or, or, or if it's online somewhere, because they do record those meetings. So you can probably find it. You can probably even find your city council on YouTube. And just check it out and see if it's something that you're interested in. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Renata. This is Vaughn. I'm new to your call. This is my first time calling in. Hi, Vaughn. Welcome. Did anyone tell you about this call? Yeah, Greg told me about it. Thank you, Greg. That's my Kansas City. That's my Kansas City friend. Are you from Kansas as well? No, I'm not. I'm actually in Wisconsin. Um, So what I'm trying to do is uh, I actually just found out about this cause last week. So I listened to Ella's call. I've listened to Derek's call. I've reached out to those guys. 
And actually, okay. I want to get try and get a, a group established here um, and kind of have a support group for other TIs, either in Wisconsin or Wisconsin and Illinois. Um, I think we can do more in numbers, and I think if we kind of had a chapter in each state, you know, they might listen to us a little bit more. So I've kind mm-hmm. of been working on working on some things. Uh, I already kind of created a T-shirt, and I've worked with Greg on that and said, okay, maybe I'll make some changes to that and kind of wanted to um, um, do some marketing materials and things like that. So I kind of want to connect with um, um, other TIs, and I understand that some people might not, you know, want to, you know, they feel like they might be targeted even more. Uh, I don't have a problem with that because they're already targeting me and they're already, you know, doing things. So it's like I'm not afraid. I'll just go ahead. You know, I don't have a problem with doing that. Well, I certainly wish you were here in California. (laughs) Um, And and that's really good that you are ready to get active. I can't think of anybody in Wisconsin right off, but if I do, I will definitely send them your way. Okay, I appreciate it. I did talk to Lisa, but she told me she moved. She doesn't. She's not in Wisconsin anymore. She actually is in Florida now. So um, she's there. I've talked to a couple other people. I've talked to someone in California, um, uh-huh. Lloyd. I talked to Lloyd. He lives in um, San Francisco. We talked, and he said he was going to try and get a group started there. So, uh-huh. you know, I told him, I said, even if we just, you know, all come together and, and, and try to get some things. You know, I told him, I said, knowledge is power. I said, that's what they use against us. You know, I said, so we kind of have to um, play the same game. And, you know, they don't like it when you start to expose or come out and, um, you know, have people talking about it. And I'm going to have to do that. So Okay, um, so who did you say is in San Francisco? Did you say Lloyd? Lloyd. I don't know. I know a Lloyd, but he's not in San Francisco. I think he thought he was in San Francisco. Um, well, I mean, maybe there's more than one Lloyd. I, I would yeah, like he, to know him because I live close to San Francisco, so I would like to Okay. Him. Yeah, he gave me his, um, I have his email and everything and his phone number, but I talked to him the other week, and I know I talked to someone in New York. So, uh, okay. you know, if you if you hear of anyone, I'll send you, um, he sent me your email address. I'll send you my email. Um, and my okay. phone number, and please give it to them to have them give me a call. Okay. So what kind of targeting do you get? Um, I'm getting a lot of the gang stalking. Uh, I've gotten some of the – now I'm getting, you know, some headaches and um, some pain in my legs, but before it was really heavy gang stalking. Um, uh, they basically kind of have destroyed my life. Um, I don't have any contact with most of my family. Most of my family is actually involved. I actually have in-laws who have are participating, who have gotten paid. Um, all of my friends, some of my friends are involved, and they've gotten paid. Some of them are afraid, so they won't contact me. They won't email me back. Um, so um, any and everything that they can do, they do it. Um, and they don't and they don't stop. Uh, I've been able to do some things. I found out that my sister-in-law was involved, and um, I actually put a tracer on her car, so I know where the meetings. They do have meetings, and I know where the meeting is that they go. Of course, I can go because they 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 track me everywhere I go. But I know well, she was going to the meeting. Let me ask you a question, please. Are the meetings or the uh, the meeting that you tracked this person to? Is it at someone? Was it at someone's house? Or no, it a, it's no. It was at a um, uh, almost like a hall. 
Okay. Where it was because I looked it up and I knew that's where she was. I asked my my brother where she went and she told him she went somewhere totally different. Um, oh. So then I knew where she was. Um, mm, interesting. Okay. So I was going to get active on my Yeah. So they do things to me and I, you know, I figure out what they're doing and, and how they do certain things and um, and I, you know, do it right back. She knows that I know that she's involved so now she doesn't she doesn't want to see me. If I come over, she goes and hides in the room and things like that. So um, there are ways to find out some things that they, they're doing and, and how they um, target, you know, how they target us, how they, you know, do some of the things that they do. They come in my house. They do all kinds of things. Um, now they must be very angry. Usually they don't do anything that anyone's going to notice, but they must be really angry because now they came and tore down my mailbox. So I was able to report that to the police. So they're starting to do other things now. You know, earlier we had um, targeted and harassed, and I had mentioned how important it is to document things. And like you said, your mailbox was torn down. That's tangible stuff. Make sure you take pictures of that. Yeah, uh, like you said, reported to the police. Those are tangible things. That's different from saying someone followed me. Yeah, even though that really happens too, but it's harder to prove. So whenever and you it, have something real tangible like that, because that's vandalism. Yeah, that's vandalism. So yeah. you know, I was able to to do that. One other thing, I don't know if anyone's getting it at work, but um, oh, oh yes, had, ma'am, you sure have to do this call because I, I talk was about uh, all the time. I was getting it at work at another job that I had, and, you know, I would go to HR, and they would say, we're not doing anything, you know, we're not doing anything to her. So then I started, you know, printing off things, documenting things. They would do things to the computer. Well, when I actually found out what it was, then they started saying, well, you need to go to, you need to go to um, EAP, you know, because, you know, we think you should go to some counseling. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. I know what's going on. I know what's happening to me. I don't need to go to counseling. So mm-hmm. we actually had a big go around with that, and they ended up terminating me, you know, because they wanted me to sign this paper, and I wouldn't. I'm like, I don't have to sign that. I'm like, that would violate my federal rights. I don't have to give you any information. I don't have to do that. So we're going through a battle with that now. And um, I have another job, and they started it there. Well, when they started mm-hmm. it there, you know, because they were saying they couldn't see it and, you know, people were denying it, there is a camera that you can go on Amazon and buy. It's really tiny. Um, you can clip it on your, your clothes, it, it, and um, I've recorded everything, video recorded everything for the past month that they do. So when they see me come down the hall, they do the mobbing, they get in a crowd, um, they get on their phones and say she's here, and I've recorded everything. Um, I've even recorded my coworkers sleeping in the office, um, uh, telling me to ask me to turn off the light so they can take a nap, and I've recorded everything that they've done for the past month. Uh, mm-hmm. And they don't know it because they've gotten so relaxed with just targeting me that they're not paying attention to anything else that I'm doing. Mm. That way, you kind of have the proof. It's like, well, yeah, actually, they 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 are doing this. Um, they, but you know, they still justify it. I hate to say it, but they do because yeah. these corporations are heavily involved. I get the yeah, workplace mobbing. I get it so terrible at work, and many of us on this call do. I, I I choose not to go to HR because I know that HR, when you do that, that's the beginning of the end. And like you said, yeah, they terminate it too. Yeah. And the reason why they do that is because their job is to protect the company from lawsuits. Yeah. It's not to protect the employee. So 
So no. they, they clearly know what's happening. They are yeah. very much involved with my workplace harassment. So yes, I don't bother. I just take my notes. I would suggest, like you said, gather your evidence um, and do what you need to do to file claims or whatever. But HR, no, I don't. I don't yeah. bother. I don't no. bother because they always try to turn it on the on the employee. Yeah, the only reason you know the only reason I went is because. Um, they started doing things to my computer, and I would have projects due, and they would mm-hmm. delete the whole file, you know, and it was like, Sabotage. okay, Sabotage. yeah, so now it's going to look like I'm late. So then I had to because it was like, I'm not doing this. You know, I am I know what I had out here. I started taking pictures of everything, and that, that's why I went to them. Um, where they kind of screwed up was uh, they lied about some things, and then they put it in an email, you know, and um, they suspended me at first, and then she lied and said she didn't suspend me. Um, the thing about dealing with um, HR, dealing with, you know, your managers, everything has to be in writing. And every time I would have a meeting with them, I would go back to my desk and I would type up an email and say, uh, we had a meeting today at such such time. This is what was said. This is what happened um, um, just to cover my butt. And, and, and that has helped me because the last the last thing they did, they was suspended me because I wouldn't sign something. And I went home and emailed her and said, okay, I'm waiting for the suspension. You suspended me for such and such. You said I wouldn't sign this. And um, she responded and said, um, I didn't suspend you. I thought you just wanted some time off to think about it. And I responded back and said, I never asked for any time off to think about it. So, you know, you told me you suspended me. And I went in the next week, and then they said they suspended me, and then she put it in the email and said, you were suspended on paid suspension, but as of such such date, you will be on unpaid suspension. And I told her, I said, finally, something we can agree on, because you told me you didn't suspend me. So wow. It was a lot. She put it in writing, and it was like, mm, you kind of put yourself in a trap. So, oh, so have I, you filed I, a lawsuit, or do you plan oh, yeah. to? We're, yeah, we're battling, because um, they're really, really mad, so they're hitting me even harder now, because everything... They didn't dispute anything. If, if you have a, if you, to file it, to file a, uh, to make an employee go to EAP, which is Employee Assistance Program, you have to. The employee has to has to do something. There has to be something wrong with their work. They're not on time. You know, right. something something has to be wrong. There was nothing wrong. So it's like you can't send me to EAP. My work is excellent. Um, I've gotten, um, you know, letters from people saying, oh, this project was great. I'm, I'm a half an hour early every day, you know, and I put all this stuff in the email, and they didn't dispute any of it. You know, I'm like, you're asking me to go to EAP. I haven't had any problems. Uh, my work is excellent. You know, I've, I've, I've gotten emails on it. Um, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. E- EAP works with them, too. It's supposed to be confidential, but it's not. It's not confidential. Um, I recorded them also. Um, I actually recorded them and, and and had them send it in the email because with EAP, EAP is voluntary. You don't have to go to EAP. And for an employer to manda- mandatory you to go to EAP, there has to be a problem. You have to have a paper trail. You cannot mandatory an employee to go to EAP and there's no paper trail. You can't do it. You can try, but then you kind of set yourself up for a lawsuit. Because you are labeling that employee to have a problem, and the employee does not have a problem. To label them to that, you have to have some kind of proof, and they didn't have that. So if that happens to people, put everything in writing. 
You have yeah. to. They have to have something, and if they don't, you know, it it sets them up um, to have issues, to have major issues. So that's mm-hmm. something that um, we go through. And and if you if you send them an email and you say, um, you know, my work is excellent. You know, I'm on time. You know, my you know, my hygiene and my appearance is above average, and you put all that in there and they don't dispute it and they don't say anything, they set themselves up because if you had a problem with any of that, you would have responded and said you did. That's true. That's true. Okay, Ron, well, thank you. I have a couple other people that want to speak, so stick around. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Best wishes, and stay strong because I know how workplace harassment is. I deal with it every day. It is no fun. Okay, you guys, we actually do have a topic for the day that I would love to get to. So please keep your comments brief. These will be the last two for the check-ins. Hello. Sister Renata. Hey, Brother I want to tell, tell those who are experiencing those brief pains to their body, that is a mm-hmm. laser. It's a frequency being. It goes into the skin, the, the, the tissue mass of the body. If they... Uh, have some copper around or some metal around, if they put it in that spot that they're feeling the most discomfort, it sort uh-huh. of lessens the frequency effects. Um, unlike, um, unfortunately, unlike me, I can feel the different things on my, my family members, but they uh-huh. can't. So I know when there's something on my daughter. I know when there's something on my son. They don't even have to tell me there's something wrong with them. I can go and touch where they're having problems. And they say, how you know I was having pain there? because I can feel it, and at times I can even see this stuff. That stuff has to be broken by metal, copper, or some type of metal. Uh-huh. And uh, the heart attack weapon. There's something being uh, point, pointed or beamed at your heart that gives you heart sputters or regurgitation. You just put metal there as well. Now, uh, I don't know how how bad off somebody else is, but... Normally, you attack the front part of the chest when they're aiming that gun at you. Then uh-huh. aim at the back. But if so, just put something on the back of you and the front of you on that same side. That's that's uh, one of the methods they can use to help protect themselves. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Brother Cameron. You're welcome, my sister. All right. This will be the last one before we move on. Hello. Hello. Hello, it's me again, uh, Miss Renata. Julie. Hi. Hi, Um, I just wanted to, I don't know if I'm out of line here, but um, I wanted to say that I did find this website. It's for a free King James Bible. And also um, there's a website um, where I do have a job working at home. So uh, if you'd like me to, I can email that, and then you can put it in the newsletter, uh, your newsletter, and, you know, get it out to everyone else if they're interested in that. Um, and then I'd like, uh, if I could, to... Okay, well, hang, hang on one second. Uh, I don't have a newsletter. So oh. what is it? Uh, you, you said uh, you want to give the, the website for the King James Bible. You wanna, would you like to go ahead and give that out? Um, if you want me to, to um, send it to you in an email, I can, and then you can okay. make an announcement. 
Um, that way I won't take up too much of your time because I know you have a topic to get to. And then also okay. there's another website um, where you can work online in which uh, God has blessed me to be able to um, obtain a job working online for anyone who wants to. I definitely, want like, that. Uh, I, I okay. definitely would like that because I'm putting together something at least once or twice a year I usually um, talk about uh, jobs and work okay. from home opportunities and jobs and my computer crashed, so I lost all that information. So I'm working on putting information together again so that I can share with everyone. So if you could give me that work from home uh, information, that would be a blessing. And thank you. Appreciate oh, it. Uh, my pleasure. And if I could um, get with Ms. Vaughn, if she, if she doesn't have a problem with that, uh, Wisconsin, I was calling her because I didn't know her name. Um, if I could get with her or maybe she can give, feels comfortable giving me her phone number or something or maybe her email address, I'd like that. Thank you, Ms. Renetta. Okay, okay great. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, and thanks for the information you're going to send. If you guys have any useful information, please share it with the rest of us because it would be helpful. Uh, Vaughn, Jalise is asking for your phone number or if you want to email me and I'll try to get you in touch with Jalise. My email address is remu2 at hotmail.com. Or if you don't mind giving your telephone number on the call, you can do that too. Totally up to you. I think she's still listening. All right, we're going to move on. Oh, my goodness. It's 2.10. Okay, so let's see. I did have a topic. I had a heavy topic picked out, too, and I don't know if we have enough time. We could probably go over a little bit today, but I had a, uh, a heavy topic today. Let me just find my notes here. And it had to do with uh, relationships kind of stuff. So toxic people in our lives, bad relationships, and handlers. That was the topic today. I don't know. Maybe we should save that because it's a lot. We don't have that much more time. But before I do that, there's something's been on my mind this whole conversation today, and I have no idea why, but I'm going to just do what, what the Spirit is leading me. And that is um, for people who are introverted, like I am, you probably can't tell because I talk on this call, um, but I am naturally kind of an introverted person. And and it's just coming to me like if someone wants to come out of that shell, first of all, the Lord can help you to do that. But I just want to give you some suggestions, and for whatever reason this is sticking on my mind, I'm just going to share it with whoever this is for. Uh, you have to just challenge yourself to coming out of that shell because a huge part of this targeting is isolation. And for some of us, it is isolation is not necessarily a bad thing, if I can say it like that. Like it, it's easy for me to be alone. I enjoy my own company. I know how to entertain myself. I don't need a whole lot of people around me. And I think most introverts are are like that. But reality is we need people. It is enjoyable to be around other people, good people, not just anybody, but genuinely good people. And so challenge yourself to just taking that leap of faith and just trying to come out of your shell a little bit, a little bit at a time. 
And as far as, like, speaking, I guess really what I'm feeling is more like around talking in public, and and I know how that is because I grew up very shy. Um, And for some reason I'm feeling that somebody needs to hear this about speaking up and speaking around people and speaking in public. Uh, I remember someone said to me, anytime you get the opportunity to speak, speak. And so I want to share that with somebody that anytime you find yourself in a situation where you can't talk, like such as a call like this, say something. That is how you slowly come out of that uh, introvertness and that shell that you're in. And I know because I've been there. I remember going to a group therapy, and that therapy was a whole year. That That group was a year. Twelve months I went there. And never said a word. And on the last meeting, well, the meeting before the last one, the people who were running the meeting asked me to to stay. And I'm thinking, what do they want me to stay? And the lady said to me, she said, do you realize that we've been here 12 months and you have never said a word? And it was the truth. I didn't. That's how introverted I was because I would just sit there and I would cry especially if someone said something moving, I would cry, but I I couldn't, and I had all these things that I wanted to say, but I just couldn't say it because I never liked attention on me, and I didn't like people looking at me, and I definitely didn't want anybody to ask me a question. So I always wanted to be invisible in the room. Um, But when she brought that to my attention, and she, she told me, she said, we really would like to hear you say something before this class is over. And there was only one more class. And I think I finally did say something. And when I did say something on that last group session, it came out as anger and rage. And and really, that's what I was feeling. But I just want to say that uh, whoever it is that may be really shy or really introverted, you have something to say, just like I had something to say. But I went almost a whole year with just holding it in. So I wasn't getting really what I needed from that group because I was holding it all in. And the people who were in that class and there were professionals uh, running the whole group, they probably could have really helped me to move forward if I would have just shared some of the things that I was going through. So whether it be here that you really wish that you mustered up the, the courage to say something or if it be in your family or on your job or um, I know when we have meetings at work, I can still go to that place where I'm just kind of, oh, gosh, I hope they don't call on me. But I'm 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 learning that I, I have something valuable to add to the situation um, or to the conversation, and I want you to know that you do too. So just like someone shared with me, whenever you get the opportunity to speak, speak. Even if you just say, oh, I just want to say hi. I don't want anything. I just want to say hi. That will help you to slowly come out of your shell and just know that you are valuable. You have something to add, something you you may say may help someone else. So I, I don't know why that came to me, but it's, it was kind of nagging on me, so I wanted to make sure I said it. So anybody who could benefit from that, I hope that you do. And um and I can probably share more on that topic if you if you guys ever want to talk about that. I went through that for years. 
And a lot of mine went back to childhood and all of that. I don't know about everybody else's, but mine. So, um, and then that brings me to something else. If there's ever something that you guys want to talk about, let me know. You can send me an email, remu2 at hotmail.com. You can call me, 510-632-1335. You can type it in the chat room. Uh, Let me know. I don't know. I have to profess. I don't know a whole lot about the directed energy and all of that other stuff, but I can do my research. I'm more focused on getting through all of this. Okay, but whatever you want to talk about, I, I know people, too, that, that are knowledgeable in different areas. So you guys let me know. All right, James, I'm going to come back to you, okay, because I want to try to go with the topic today. Okay, so toxic people, um, bad relationships, and hammers. That's where, that's the area that my mind was kind of thinking about all week. Um, and I know that for a lot of people, um, they may figure, what does any of that have to do with the targeting? Uh, well, it does. And I'll tell you that any and everything that happens in this world plays into our targeting. And as you all know that once you're targeted, people are sent into your life to cause chaos. And uh, there are toxic people that we are around, and that has to do with targeting or not targeting. Sometimes we're just around toxic people, period. Uh, We can live with toxic people. We can work with toxic people. Toxic people can be our neighbors. Uh, And so it's important to know how to handle these kind of situations and to know how to look for the signs because these people, they mean you no good. And some of us are in constant communication with these people and just don't know the signs. Or you may be wondering, is is this person a perpetrator? Is this person, you know, trying to harm me? And, and it's hard. It is hard to distinguish a person that is righteous from a person who's not. And so I, I don't profess to, to know all the answers, but I, I will say that it is important not to be in denial because sometimes you will get a clue or I just feel this is how I this is how I think. If I have to struggle too long with trying to figure out is this person right or is this person not, then I'm just going to err on the side of safety and remove myself from that situation because people who are sent into your life through this program, they will destroy you in the end. That is their intention. Let me put it like that. That is their intention. And so if you're wondering what this topic has to do with targeting, I feel that it's all relevant. And uh, one of my favorite singers back in the day was Maxwell. I don't know if you guys uh, know who Maxwell is, but he used to sing a song called Lifetime. And the lyrics say, um, I can let my life pass me by or I can try to work it all out this lifetime. And so that's where I'm at. I feel that no matter what the subject matter is not taboo to me and and we should be trying to work it all out and for me if that means that i have to be all alone then i'd rather be all alone than to be dealing with toxic people that's just me cuz i can't call everybody friend i just can't do it um and it is extra important in this community to get rid of those people that don't mean you any good because 
because this whole program is based off of being a part of it, it's based off of isolation, I have noticed that sometimes targeted individuals will are someone in a de- sometimes in a desperate place because you really want to have friends and 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 at some point in life most of us had friends some still do and that's a blessing if you do um, but most of us had friends and enjoyed going to the parties and be invited invited here and hanging out there and and all of that family all of that. Baby showers. I used to throw baby showers for my family members all the time and parties and all of that. And uh, I miss that. But I'm not willing to be targeted by any of them, family or not. I probably still could be involved if I wanted to, but I choose not because I'm not going to be targeted by those people because I wouldn't do it to them. So uh, you cannot be in denial because these people can harm you. They can have you locked away in a mental they can set you up, and, and I'm not just talking about family. I'm talking about anybody who is, is sent to you, relationship-wise, neighbors, coworkers, anybody. Okay, so don't be in denial about that stuff because they, they will prey on any weakness you have, any shortcoming you have, any strength you have. This is the only program I know that plays on your strengths and your weaknesses. And what I mean by that is if you are the type of person that is is so friendly, so giving, so trusting, that's a good attribute. But they will play on that. And they will take advantage of the fact that you are very generous and that you're very trusting. And they'll use it all against you. So you have to be careful, okay? So I'm going to read this article. It comes from uh, theresemannews.com, and it has to do with showing signs of a controlling person. And it says, the following are some signs you are under the unhealthy control of another person. The controlling person you are in close relationship, which doesn't allow you to prove your point when in a disagreement. In many cases, people controlling others will not allow a conversation to go a certain way or to continue when they think they're going to lose the argument. This is because they can't bear to lose their place of power, which comes from making the other person think they are always right. Many controlling people cannot handle it if you disagree with them. At first, they may even act like, uh, like, excuse me, they may even act like they want your input. But the moment they see the conversation is not going their way, they twist things around or pick on little things said and go on a rabbit trail with the, intent, with the intent of derailing the conversation, never letting it come to a conclusion that deviates from their position. So a controlling person, a person that is trying to control you, they have to be right. You're never going to win any disagreement, any argument is their way or the highway. That is a sign of control. They do not know how to agree to disagree. They do not know how to allow you to have your own opinion because the only opinion is theirs. These people have a hidden agenda. 
Okay, they want to control your every thought, your every movement. Number two, the controlling person manipulates you with temper tantrums and threats. Often controlling people will go into fits of rage and temper tantrums when they are not having their way because they will do anything, even to the point of violence, to have their way and manipulate people into obeying them. Again, it's their way or the highway, and if you don't do as they are instructing you to do, and it may not even be that they are directly telling you something. It is that they have been putting subliminals out there. Um, Most of the time they're not just going to say do this or do that. They're going to do it in a subtle way to try to get you to do what they want you to do. And if you don't, that's when they start guilt tripping you. That's when they start um, acting like they're mad at you. Maybe they won't answer your phone call. They, uh, what do you call that? I don't do social media a lot, but unfollow you or whatever they do on social media. (laughs) I hear that's a big thing when somebody unfollows you. Okay, they will do all these things. It's like a punishment because you're not falling in line with what they want you to do. And let me just tell you this while it's crossing my mind. It took me a while to realize that uh, perpetrators are not only men because I used to have it in my mind that the men are the aggressors and they're the perpetrators when I learned about all this targeting stuff, but there are women as well. And I just want to point that out because there are women that are sent into men's life to try to derail the man as well. So it's not only man, okay? Or um, it could be a woman that is sent to another woman to try to handle them. I've been told that people have been sent to handle me, and I was told by a very trusted source. And it turned out to be true. And it was another female. Didn't work out, thank God, that someone sent, that the Lord sent someone to share that with me. But, yes, women are handlers as well. Okay, number three, the controlling person constantly tries to make victims feel guilty or bad about the way they treat them when the opposite is really true. Even though the controlling person may be an abuser, of the one they control, they will try to make the victim think that they are the abuser so that uh, by using reverse psychology, they are able to fool the controlled, naive person into thinking the abuser is really the victim. Thus, they get the victim to apologize, resulting in letting the abuser continue to abuse and control them. Okay. If you are a person who is really a nice person and you have come from a good upbringing and you are a genuinely good person, you can be naive. No offense to anybody. You can be naive. And it, 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 it makes it much easier for these people to infiltrate you and to control you without you even realizing the signs of control. And that's why I'm trying to bring some of this out today because some people honestly don't don't re- don't understand the signs of a controlling person. And many targets are um, are starved of affection and starved of attention. So anyone who gives you attention, you think they're okay. 
And one of the mistakes I made is when I came to this community, I thought everybody was who they said they were. I thought everybody was was targeted like I was and that everybody was a good person. And I thought the same thing at church. I thought everybody at church was a Christian. Little did I know that some of them were targeting me as well. So it's really important to know that everybody's not who they say they are. And I'm truly not trying to trigger anyone. I'm not trying to um, to imply that everybody's a bad person because they're not. But you just need to know that there are some people that do not have good intentions as you do and that these people are are in on your targeting. And if they're in on your targeting, the end goal of targeting someone is to destroy them. So they cannot call themselves a friend and they're they're working for the opposition. It It just doesn't work like that. Okay, number four, the controlling person is always expecting more from you and is never satisfied. Another subtle form of control is when a person gives you the impression that whatever you do for them is never good enough, that you are always falling short. This makes the victim feel indebted and obligated to continue to try harder to please uh, and satisfy and serve the controller. Okay? It's never good enough. You can give them your last shoe, socks, coat, dollar, car, you can give them everything, everything you have, and they still want more. It's not good enough. You have to please them, and they constantly want you, they're constantly up the ante so you can continue to please them, like they're your king or they're your queen or whatever. Number five, the controlling person is always questioning your motives. Another not-so-obvious way to control is for the controller to continually question the motives of the person they control. So the victim is never sure of themselves and thus always on shaky spiritual and emotional ground. This can result in the victim actually looking up to the controller as a role model for godliness and purity, putting the controller in the driver's seat once again. Okay, a lot of people, especially if you're Christian and you're trying to be a good Christian, these people will play on that Christianity or maybe any religion. I don't know if I'm saying Christianity because I'm a Christian, but it could probably be any religion. And they will play on that. They're this godly role model. And so you, uh oh, my computer's shutting down. They're this uh, godly role model, and so you're constantly trying to keep up with them, and you're looking at them for the authority figure for your salvation, which no one has uh, uh, control of your salvation but the Lord, okay? All right, let's see. I lost my place. Oh, okay, and that one was talking about always questioning your motives, like you have to answer to them for everything. They always want to know where you are, what you're doing, who you're talking to. They need to approve everything. You can't approve. You can't approve your your decisions for your life is not good enough. You have to run it by them. Everything you do, everybody you talk to, everything you say, everything you eat, everywhere you go, they want to know. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. Number six, the controlling person is constantly putting you down. Another form of control is when a person continually puts you down. 
calling you names and questioning the wisdom in the decisions you make. This makes the victim feel obligated to try harder to please the controller and trust their wisdom. So they are always letting the controller make the important decisions. Now, look, everybody here is well past grown. Okay, you don't need anybody to validate you, number one. You don't need anybody to make decisions, and that's not saying that you don't go to someone for their advice or for their wisdom or, or, or whatever. It's not that at all. But you do not have to get approval for every decision that you make. You don't. Okay, the controlling person is always having their way. Usually in a healthy marriage or friendship, there is give and take. Sometimes the husband has his way and sometimes the wife has her way. But in a controlling relationship, the controller is always jockeying to have their way or they will, uh, or they will allow you to have your way in only minor things so that in all major things, they will always have the final say. Okay? So it's going to be the way they want it in the end. And that's friendships, marriage, relationships, dating relationships, or whatever. It's never what you want. It's what they want. The controlling person walks away from their responsibilities as a way to manipulate others. Another way controllers have their way is to actually walk away from their responsibilities at the worst possible time if they don't get their way. Thus, almost blackmailing the person into letting them have it their way. For example, when walking away or threatening to walk away right before or in the midst of an important meeting, the victim will agree to almost any demands. Okay, so you're trying to prevent them from leaving you hanging on something really important, so then you just give in to what they want. Everything about a controlling person is one-sided. It's all about them. And let me just say, in relationships, and this is not only about relationships, but this is just coming to my mind. In relationships, it's really important to recognize the signs of a controlling person because that control may quite possibly turn into domestic violence, and you don't want that. Okay. I'm going to go through all of these. The controlling person withholds physical affection. Now, this is a relationship. Many times uh, a woman in a relationship with a man will use the power of sex to manipulate and to get what they want from a man. Women usually aren't stupid enough or as desperate for sex as men are to fall for this old-fashioned technique. In conclusion, it is not always clear if the person controlling another person is fully aware they're doing it in some cases, I'm sure it's intentional, and in other cases, it could just be something done instinctively that they learn growing up as a survival mechanism. The first step for victims of control to be set free is to be honest and self-aware regarding their unhealthy relationship. Victims of control and abuse need to speak to professional counselors and get meditation especially if they are married or in a business relationship. And you will see that control um, mechanism sometimes uh, with people at, in the workplace 
you you will see signs of controlling people there as well as in other places. Okay. Let me move on from that one and go to this one, toxic people. Okay, this is how to cut out toxic people out of your life, and this comes from the artofcharm.com. Read about all of that. Um, how to know who's truly toxic. Toxic, the word toxic gets overused a lot these days, so let's be clear about what we mean. This is from the article. Um, some people in life are kind of a drag, annoying, difficult, demanding, or otherwise unpleasant. These people are not toxic. Oh, my goodness. Popping up here. Um, These people are not toxic in the strict sense of the term. They are generally undesirable. With this admittedly large group of people, you might want to create a little distance, but you won't have the same urgency to cut them out of your life. So some people are just annoying or they're just difficult to be, be around and you just don't want to deal with them. So those people, you might, they're they're not necessarily toxic people, but you might just not want to deal with them, okay? But toxicity really exists on a spectrum. On one end, they're your old friend from high school who won't shut up about how you don't spend enough time together. On the other hand, there's your ex-girlfriend who's still capable of manipulating you into fits of rage. Your friend might be frustrating, but your ex-girlfriend is probably toxic. Of course, tolerance for toxicity is relative to each person. You have to decide when someone requires distance and when you need to cut them out of your life. Okay, so some people you just don't want to be bothered with. I just said that, but again, you might not want to be bothered with, but some people, they really have to go. Like, you just can't deal with them, especially if they're constantly triggering you. You've already talked to them about it. They're still doing the same tactics um, that the... Um, the stalkers may be doing to you, and so you're saying to yourself, well, maybe they're they're not intentionally doing this. So you put them to the side and you say, you know what, that triggers me. Please don't do that. Or I don't like it when you say that. Or I don't like it when you do that. If they keep doing it, that's toxic because now they're doing it intentional. You have brought it to their attention, you know, or someone comes around you and their energy is just constantly negative. They're always saying something negative, always trying to put you down, always bringing up some past mess. That's toxic. You'll need that. Okay. Toxic people try to control you. Strange as it might sound, people who aren't in control of their own lives tend to want to control yours. The toxic look for ways to control others, either through overt methods or subtle manipulation. Anybody trying to manipulate you, get them out of your life. Toxic people disregard your boundaries. If you're always telling someone to stop behaving a certain way and they only continue, that person is toxic. Respecting the boundaries of others comes naturally to well-adjusted adults. The toxic person thrives on violating your boundaries. Okay, toxic people take without giving. 
Give and take is the lifeblood of true friendship. Sometimes you need a hand and sometimes your friend needs a hand. But in the end, more or less, it even fell. Not with the toxic person. You're often there to take what they can get from you as long as you're willing to give it. Oh, boy, I think we all know people like that. Just take, 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 take. No giving them anywhere. Just take. I'll take. You don't need those kind of people. Toxic people are always right. They're going uh, going to find ways to be right even when they're not. They rarely, if ever, admit when they've messed up, miscalculated, or misspoken. They They just can't be wrong. Oh, Lord, I deal with someone like that on a regular basis. And I just learned to just just grin and bear it just because I have to with that particular person. But if if you don't have to deal with a person that's always right, then don't because it really works nerves. Um, and with this person, I learned to just just let him be right. If he if he feels like he needs to be right, I just let him be right. That's just the easiest way to deal with him. I figured out over the years. Um. Toxic people aren't honest. I'm not talking about natural exaggeration, face-saving, or white lies. I'm talking about blatant and repeated patterns of dishonesty. You definitely don't want to deal with a liar. If they're lying on everything else, they're going to lie on you. Okay, toxic people love to be victims. The toxic rebel um, in being a victim of the world. They seek to find ways to feel oppressed put down, and marginalized in ways that they're clearly not. This might take the form of excuses, rationalizations, or out-and-out blaming. Okay, They have to blame somebody. I'm sure everybody knows somebody like that. They can never be wrong. It's everybody else. They, they're the victim. They're the victim. And I'm telling you, I get it all the time with several TIs on the phone. They are just the victim. And, yes, we are victims of this crime, but we don't have to buy into that victim mentality. And that does kind of get to me after a while. I mean, I listen to it at first, but then it just kind of wears on you. They are just always the victim because that feeling of oppression, that will bring you down. If you constantly listen to that and you're constantly surrounded by that, that can wear on you. Toxic people don't take responsibility. Part of the victim mentality comes from a, a desire to avoid responsibility. When the world is perpetually against them, their choices and actions can't possibly be responsible for their quality of life. It's just the way things are. Okay, so why is it important to remove toxic people from your life? It's rare for toxic people to totally sabotage your attempt at self-improvement but it does happen. At the very least, they will certainly slow your progress. And that's the whole thing about this whole handler thing and these toxic people. They are trying to slow your process and and shut you down. They are trying to make sure nothing good happens in your life, that you don't achieve any of the goals you have set for yourself, and that your life is never better, made better, as long as they're around. They want to control you. Under the influence of a toxic person, you might second-guess yourself on an important decision. You might feel sad, uncomfortable, and downright ashamed about your own progress and well-being. You might even take on some of the uh, same toxic qualities that you resent in others. 
something that happens to the best of us because toxic people have a peculiar way of making you toxic, okay? So you definitely don't want to become like them. And uh, to cut them out of your life, accept that this might be a process. Getting rid of a toxic element isn't always easy. They don't respect your boundaries now, so it's likely that they won't respect them later. Okay, don't don't feel like you owe them a, a huge explanation. Any explaining you do is more for you than them. Again, tell them how you feel, uh, which is subject which is a subject not open for debate. Some things is not debatable. You know how you talk to a little kid and you say, "No, you can't." have the popsicle, and they keep begging for the popsicle, and after a while you just look at them (laughs) like, I don't even need to say anything. You do not have to explain everything. You really don't. Now, this article says tell them how you feel and just keep it simple and all that good stuff. But sometimes you just have to call turkey a person. I do it all the time. I hit that button on my phone called block, block. Because I'm not going to explain and explain and explain. Some people, they may deserve an explanation, but sometimes you don't have to give one. Because these one thing about these kind of people, they're going to try to manipulate you into staying their friend or quote-unquote friend because they're not really friends, but into keeping them around because they're there to handle you, and they need to be in your life to destroy you. So if you have decided that this person is not good for you, for whatever reason, you don't really owe anybody explanation. That's how I feel. You really don't. Because why are you explaining to the enemy? I'm telling you, a lot of people have handlers in their life. They don't know it. Because they don't always come off as mean and rude and nasty. They come off as just as sweet and nice. I'm telling you. Uh, Talk to them in a public place. It's not unheard of for toxic people to get belligerent or even violent. Talking to them publicly can significantly, significantly diminish the chances of this happening. If you run into problems, you can just get up and leave. That's if you feel like you need to explain. Do it, you know, try to do it in public. Um, Block them on social media. Okay, that that puts more distance. Uh, Don't argue. Just restate your boundaries. You don't have to get into a knock-down, drag-out argument. Um, And then this article says consider writing a letter. Um, Okay, what to do if the toxic person is a family member. Still, cutting out toxic family members might be the most important cut you'll ever have to make. Family has a unique way of getting under your skin and directly influencing your thoughts, behavior, and choices. Relatives don't uh, own you simply by virtue of being blood, but family doesn't confer any special exceptions to toxicity. Relatives don't have a magical license to screw up your life, so remember that. Now, here's my thing about relatives when it comes to this targeting. If at all possible, you can 
stay in communication with your relatives. You can con- continue to enjoy your family members as you once have, uh, visiting their house and doing your holiday functions and whatever you did with your family, talked on the phone or whatever. If you can maintain that, please do. Really, please do. Because this program is designed to break up families. And none of our family members are perfect. We are not perfect. But if you can be in contact with them, do that. Do that. Do not let these people separate your family. Do not let them separate you from your children, from your spouse, from your mother, your father, your siblings, your aunts and uncles, whoever, nieces, nephews, whoever it is, grandmother, grandfather, stay in close communication with your family, if at all possible. Now, with that being said, if if you know that you are not a paranoid person and you are positive that these people are in your involved in your targeting, then as this article says, Relatives don't have a magical license to screw up your life no more than anyone else does, okay? So you have to make that decision for yourself. But it is really good to be in touch with your relatives, if possible. Not always possible, but if it is, then you should. Uh, Okay, so then it says they don't have a license, your relatives don't have license to screw up your life which is why simply creating distance from toxic relatives is probably the best move, whether it's physical or emotional. But when it comes to family as opposed to friends or colleagues, your distancing might require some special allowances. You might distance yourself emotionally while still recognizing that you'll have to interact with this person on a practical level by seeing them at holiday dinners or uh, taking care of your parents together and things like that. Indeed, your distancing with a family member might require you to disentangle your practical involvement from your emotional involvement. You'll still agree to engage with this person when necessary, but you'll refuse to let them drag you into emotional patterns of toxicity. Okay, so you can coexist with anybody. You know, that's what I like to think. I can coexist if I if, if I have to. Certain certain things you cannot, uh, certain situations you can't separate yourself. That's just reality. Uh, some of us have to work. I'm one of those people who have to work. So I work in a toxic environment. I have to learn to coexist in that environment. I have to learn to bite my tongue, which I have a hard time with sometimes, to be honest. <laughs> um, I have to learn to hold my peace. I have to learn to get through my day and not let them people remove me from my job or uh, uh, throw me overboard while I just walk out and quit. You know what I'm saying? So we have to coexist sometimes. Same with family. We may have to see them as function. If you have a family member that's targeting you, you have to do some woosahs. Breathe and take it all in sometimes because you don't have to feed into their negativity. You don't have to let them ruffle your feathers. And that goes for anybody, family, friends, anybody who tries to trigger you. We don't always have to respond. It doesn't make you look less of a person because this person is sitting here hurling insults 
and you just let it go over your head. And then there is that thing where if you have to address something, you will know when you need to address something. And that can be anybody. That can be work, home, wherever. And there is a difference between reacting and responding because reacting, you just going off. You're not even thinking. You just, they just got you triggered and you just going there. Zero to 100. It's over. <laughs> you speaking your mind. Been there many times, but we can respond. We can do a couple woosahs, set up a few prayers, and respond in a calm voice, a few words. Sometimes you can tell a person off and they don't even know they told. You know that? And that's what you have to do sometimes. That's what you have to do. Okay. You'll still agree to engage with this person when necessary, but you refuse to let them drag you into an emotional pattern of toxicity. You ought to be dragged into their mess. That's them. I, I used to say to myself all the time, they have the issue, not me. And it's true. I don't have the issue. You have the issue, whatever it is, and they don't even know. If they're involved in this targeting, they don't even know why they're involved. They just know they're getting a check or they were told to do something or whatever. So not worth not worth getting as the elders used to say, not worth getting your pressure up, okay, your blood pressure. Not worth getting your pressure up. Okay. The important thing with family is to tread lightly and make calm, rational decisions because how you deal with a toxic family member can color your entire relationship. There are often, um, there are often larger ripple effects in a family that there is in friendship. Okay, so you can you can get into it with one family member, and then that whole the, the whole rest of the family take that person's side, especially because you're targeted. Now nobody's speaking to you. And let me let me let me let me let you in on something. I realized with my family that's exactly how it went. One person was in on the targeting, and he infected the whole rest of the side of the family. It was all a setup. See, so that's what they do. That's but they do sometimes. So just 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 know that, okay? Cuz it was it was always his intention to turn the rest of the family against me. So that's what he did. Okay? So, be careful of that. You may have some family members that you are particularly fond of. Keep it that way. If you can, keep it that way. And you don't necessarily have to talk to them about this targeting. Because sometimes our family members shy away because of that, because they just don't understand it and they don't want to have anything to do with it. They think it's going to happen to them. They think it's weird. They think you're crazy. Whatever they think, you can't force this subject matter on people. So just enjoy them as your family. Okay, so ask yourself, what blowback will you get from other family members? What will the holidays be like? Can you realistically cut them out completely? You might answer these questions and still decide to separate yourself. Or you might adjust your approach accordingly. The important thing is to take the time to consider the dynamic and the effects of the situation before making a decision. Okay, and I will not read the rest of that article, but you can find it on theartofcharm.com. One of the main things they come after is uh, family. They have to separate the family. All right. Now we're gonna we're gonna wind this up, but this was an important topic that I really 
wanted to share with you guys. And start eight if you have a comment on this or a question, and I'll be with you in just a moment. Okay. Okay, so this this right here, because we're talking about all kind of uh, relationship abuses, okay? So this, this one right here goes more into um, relationship, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, that kind of um, abuse in a relationship with no one, no one, no one deserves for anybody to put their hands on them, okay, to verbally, physically, emotionally abuse you in any kind of way period, at all, period. And it is not just uh, men who uh, who physically abuse women, but I know several women who are the abusers, okay? So if you are a male that is being abused, then you need to get out of that. If you are a woman who is being physically abused, you need to you need to pray, ask God to, get, to give you the strength to walk away because you don't deserve it. Okay, women don't plan to enter into abuse. And this is on uh, yourtangle.com. Women don't plan to enter into abusive relationships. In fact, many women who have escaped abusive relationships swear to themselves that they will never get into another relationship like that. Oh, goodness. Of course, this thing popped up. Hang on a second. I'm getting all these pop-ups, which I didn't used to get. Excuse me, you guys. And when I had this up earlier, there was no pop-ups. Okay. Uh, Okay, sadly, it takes an average of five to seven acts of violence before a woman leaves her abuser. So why not plan to avoid entering into an abusive relationship in the first place? It's easier to avoid an abusive relationship if you're able to detect the early signs. Okay, Um, number one, okay, if your partner displays the following behaviors, it's possible you're in an abusive relationship, okay? Uh, If he pushes for a quick involvement, okay, you just meet somebody. He comes on strong, and I'm going to say he or she because I'm telling you women women can be the aggressor too. Um, So if they come on strong uh, and make claims like I've never felt, love like this before by anyone, or you get pressured into an exclusive commitment almost immediately, that's a red flag. Someone told me about uh, someone the other day that met someone and got engaged in three days or something. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. You don't know someone in three days. Okay, so if someone is pushing for an exclusive relationship, Right from the gate, that is a red flag, okay? Um, number two, they're constantly jealous. Your partner is exclusively possessive, calls constantly or visits unex- unexpectedly. If they are just blowing up your phone, just blowing it up, unusually calling you constantly, constantly, where you at, where you being, what you doing, who you with, who you talking to, everything, that that's not good. That's jealous, jealousy. 
possessiveness. Just popping up at your house. Don't think that's cute because that's not cute. And sometimes they will just play it off like, oh, I love you so much. I, I just couldn't couldn't sleep. I had to come and see. That's not cute. Don't, do not mistake that for, for being cute because it's not. That is a sign of possessiveness. It's not good. I could tell you some stories, some personal stories about that. We'll save that for another time. Trust me when I say that's not good, okay? He's controlling he or she interrogates you intensely about who you talk to, where you were, um, checks the mileage on your car. People do that. Um, keeps all the money or asks for receipts and, ins- and insists you ask for permission to go anywhere or do anything. That's not good. That's controlling, very controlling. These are not good signs. He was very. Uh, he has very unrealistic expectations. Oh, before I go on, let me just say, and I said this already, but let me say it again because I'm getting into this domestic violence stuff. This is not meant to trigger anyone. If anyone has had a domestic violence experiences and you think that this will bring back memories, please hang up the phone because I'm definitely not trying to trigger anybody. I just want to bring this out for people who may not know the signs. Okay, so please hang up and come back in a few minutes. We'll be done with this topic. Definitely don't want to trigger anybody, okay? Um, okay, so he has very unrealistic expectations. He expects perfection from you and for you to meet their every need. He wants you to clean the house immaculately, um, cook a certain amount of food, be here at a certain time, not one minute late. Unrealistic stuff signs of control, okay? Isolation. He tries to cut you off from family, friends, deprives you of the telephone or the car, tries to prevent you from holding a job. These are all signs of a controlling person. They don't want you to work. They don't want you to talk to your friends. They don't want you to talk to your family. They don't want you to have a phone. They they keep your cell phone from you. They don't want you to work. They say, oh, baby, I'm going to take care of you. That's not cute. That's not cute. Well, I got a man to take care of me. He don't want me to work. I don't need a job. Yes, you do, because you need to be able to take care of yourself. That is not cute. Okay. He blames others for his own mistakes, the boss, the family, you. It's always someone else's fault, but never his. And let me go back to this isolation one where it says he tries to cut off uh, family, friends, deprive you of the phone or the car, tries to prevent, to prevent you from holding a job. Now, on the flip side of uh, an abusive person trying to keep you from holding a job, you do have some where they want you to work, but they don't want to work. They want you to take care of them. That's not cute either. You shouldn't be doing that either. A real man works. A real woman works. They take care of themselves. You should not have to take care of a grown man. Okay? Number seven. Oh, I could really talk about this subject matter, but I won't. I'll just keep it brief. Um, He makes everyone else responsible for their feelings. Uh, You make me angry instead of I'm angry. You make him angry. So it's you. 
okay? Um, he wouldn't get so ticked off if you wouldn't have did this or you wouldn't have done that, okay? So everything's about you. You're the reason why he's in a bad mood. Uh, number eight, he's hypersensitive. He's easily insulted and will often rant and rave about injustices that are part of life. He's cruel to animals and children. He kills or punishes animals brutally. He also may expect children to do things beyond their ability. You hear about those uh, people who meet these men, and then the men come in and kill their small children, beat them to death or something. Um, he uses a playful he uses playful force during sex. That's not cute. Throws you down, holds you down against your will. That's that's not good. Manipulates you or, or forces you into unwanted uh sexual acts. That's rape. That was not uh cute. Oh, I love you. I did that because I no, that was rape. You didn't love me. That was rape. No means no. You cannot give people like this a second chance, ladies, men. You cannot. Um, There's verbal abuse. He constantly criticizes you or says cruel things. He degrades you, curses, and calls you ugly names. Let me tell you something. If you are in a relationship or even a friend and they call you out of your name, they degrade you, they put you down, they curse at you, you stop them right then and there, right in their tracks. You don't ignore stuff like that. You put a stop to that immediately. If they continue doing it, then that's that's the person that gets the block and the unfollow and the, all of that on social media because you don't, need, you don't need people like that in your life. Especially with what we're going through, we're going through enough. You don't, you don't need that. You, don't, you have to love yourself enough to walk away from any of that kind of abuse. There are rigid roles in a relationship. He expects you to serve, obey, and remain at home. Okay, don't put up with it. Um, he has sudden mood swings. He switches from loving to angry in a matter of minutes. He has, and, and those people with those um, with those uh, hot tempers like that, get away from them. Get away. Get away. He has a, a past of battery. He admits to hitting women in the past, but states uh, that they or the situation brought it on. So he's not even taking responsibility for his actions. He was already a batterer. He battered his first woman. So what makes you think he's going to change? Or she bettered her last man. What makes you think that they're not going to do this? Oh, I know, because you're different. Okay. Okay. Don't put up with it. And let me tell you, this article says that he admits to hitting women in the past. Now, most batterers will not admit that. But I truly believe that the woman should interview the last woman. I really do. And ask around about a person before you get involved with them. Because a lot of times you will hear it on the streets what this man has done to other people. And you should believe it. You should definitely believe it. And even if they have not done to uh, uh, batter you, but you see signs of aggression, you better get to stepping. 
because it's just a matter of time. He threatens violence. He makes statements such as, I'll break your neck, but then dismisses it. I really didn't mean that. Then he sweet, sweet talks you after, he, after he, he's made those threats to you. Believe it. There's a saying that says, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. The truth. You don't want to find yourself in that situation. And if you, and that's the end of that article. If you ever do find yourself in a situation like that, please contact a better woman's shelter. Um, I don't know if they have better men's shelters, but I'm sure if you call a better woman's shelter, they will put you in the right direction. Um, Never let someone put you in a situation where you can't take care of yourself. And one of the reasons why uh, an abusive person will try to keep you from working so that you can't get get out of that. You won't be able to leave and get you a hotel room, especially if you have children. But never protect a batterer. Call the police. Get help for yourself. There are shelters for people who have been battered, and they will help you to get on your feet and help you to get an apartment. Don't put up with it. You deserve better. You have to know that you deserve better. Okay, this is it for real. This is the last article, and this is signs of a healthy friendship, okay? We talked about all the negative stuff, so here's how you determine if you have a good friend and that you are in a healthy friendship. Uh, The term unhealthy relationship does not necessarily refer to romantic relationships. Relationships with friends or family can be unhealthy as well. And sometimes we don't even notice that we're stuck in a toxic relationship. Are you sure that all your friendships are good for you? Here are six signs of a healthy friendship. Okay, number one is mutual. A healthy relationship is about give and take, mutual understanding and mutual respect. If someone cannot respect you and you bring it to their attention, I do believe that you should bring it to their attention first and not just cut someone off. But if you've brought a certain uh, misunderstanding or something that you don't like or appreciate to a person's attention and they continue to do that thing, then that that's not your friend, okay? A one-sided friendship is never healthy. So if you're the only one who gives in this relationship, we suggest that you end it. And if you're the one who always takes and never gives back, think about your behavior. Do you really want to keep being that kind of person? Okay, no jealousy. If your friendship is healthy, you don't get jealous of each other's successes. uh, You support each other and are happy for each other. Of course, you might feel slightly jealous every now and then, but you manage to keep your jealousy under control and prevent it from ruining your friendship. Good friends are each other's cheerleaders and motivators. You should be lifting each other up. You have other friends, too. A healthy friendship doesn't limit your social circle. Sometimes the two of you spend time apart, go on dates, hang out with other friends, or just have some alone time. And that's okay. A good friend will not prevent you from meeting other people and trying new things without them because they understand that your world does not revolve around them. And that's very important. That is the sign of abuse even in a friendship, even in a marriage, even in a, um, a dating situation. If 
the person does not want you around other people, just them, even if it's a friend, and they just want you just around them, there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong. Why should your world revolve around them? It shouldn't. You should have other friends. That's healthy. They have other friends. You have other friends, but you're still friends. So what's the problem? And Or they want you to validate your friends through them. You have to tell them who your friend is and what you talked about on the phone and where you're going and what you said. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. And, and I would question anyone who, who tried to get me to answer to them about who I'm talking to and who I'm, who I'm hanging around. That's, that's not good. Shouldn't be any jealousy there, okay? You trust each other. A healthy friendship requires a high level of trust. The people who knows us the best can hurt us the most. That is why trust is one of the fundamental aspects of a friendship. We trust our friends to keep our secrets, to always be there for us, to never harm us or let us down. Different levels of friendship require different levels of trust, but a healthy friendship without any trust is simply impossible. You tell them something, next thing you know, they insult the whole world. (laughs) That is not someone you can trust, okay? You have boundaries. All healthy relationships have boundaries, both physical and emotional, because everyone needs personal space. In a healthy friendship, all parties involved respect each other's boundaries. This respect is what makes you feel comfortable and safe when you're with a friend. Some boundaries are instinctual. Uh, Some need to be discussed. But the bottom line is that you need to know where your friend's boundaries are and vice versa. So you just don't do anything and you don't say anything. You know their boundaries. There are boundaries in every friendship and relationship. Uh, Communication. Open and honest communication is the foundation of any healthy relationship. Being a good friend does not mean silently putting up with things you don't like. Being a good friend means being able to talk about stuff that bothers you. Friends can have disagreements and even fights, but at the end of the day, they are able to talk out their differences and reconcile. When your friendship is healthy, you don't hold grudges or use passive-aggressive behavior. All right, that's it. Um, Communication is very important with your friends. And it does not mean that because your friends are good friends with someone that you will never disagree because you will. As long as you disagree respectfully and you talk things out, and that's the end of it. You're still friends at the end of the day. That's a true friend in my opinion. I also think a true friend doesn't necessarily tell you what you want to hear all the time, but they tell you what you need to know. They don't always agree with you. If you're wrong, they should have, a true friend should have no problem telling you you're wrong. And you should be able to accept that if you trust that person. Okay? So that's it. I just wanted to share these things because it's really, really, really important to remove toxic people from your life, to make sure that you are uh, you do not end up in an abusive relationship. And if you are in an abusive relationship, mentally or physically, you should remove yourself from that situation. You deserve better. Your children deserve better if you have children. 
You don't want your son or your daughter growing up to be an abuser. You don't want that. You don't want them to be traumatized by seeing or hearing abuse. Okay? You don't want to be manipulated. You don't want to be dealing with handlers, people that were sent to you. How would you feel if you, you, you got in a relationship with someone or you were friends with someone for years only to later realize that that person was sent to you and you opened up your deepest, darkest secrets to that person, you trusted that person, you may even had a relationship, an intimate relationship with that person, and then you find out you were sent. So that means you were a job. They got paid to do a job and you were the job. How would that make you feel? These people don't mean you any good. I'm telling you, they don't. All right, that's it. Star eight, you have a comment or a question? Star eight. Hello. Hello. Hi, James. Hi, Renata. Hello. That was good. Um, I knew Thank some you. of that, but I, I didn't know all of it. And, uh, yeah, that's good to know. Um, and um, Donna and I evaluated our rel- relationship, and we're perfectly non-toxic. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we it. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> we're duking it out. But we had we had some stuff to work out, but we we got um, back in gear. You know, Renata, I was I don't uh, remember a long time ago we took a personality test and it was very eerily similar to each other. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I'd say I'd say I could guess based on how I feel about things. I could. I could tell a lot of the way you feel about things. Kind of eerie. Yeah. Well, you know what? You and I were both kind of introverted, kind of people, kind of quiet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's actually a bunch of introverted people that come to this call, uh, quite a few. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of introverts think alike. And, you know, you're you're opening up more and um and I think I've opened up more. I thought I know I used to speak quietly mm-hmm. and that um that causes a lot of problems and it causes people to like I don't know, avoid you or something and just not talk to you or not it you don't seem as I I didn't I think I didn't seem as um I don't know, believable or or well, I don't know. It's the whole thing. But now I talk louder, and I I, I think it works a lot better. Very good. A lot of times yeah. if you're quiet and you're just not as outspoken as the next person, people will take advantage of that, I've noticed, and kind of think you're a pushover or something because you're not as aggressive as the next person. That's right. It causes all kinds of problems, not just one. Yeah. It causes people to take advantage and and just um, uh, you just don't get your say. You don't people don't value your opinion as much. You know, I think it's a whole lot of things. That's true. I agree. I think, I think people think more of you if you are louder and speak with authority than if you are 
quiet and speak like shy and retiring. And um, it just changes the whole way people look at you. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, I, I, was, I was very amazed. And well, was, like I was saying earlier, you, we, we, most of us, we have something to say. It's just not as easy for people, for some people to speak up as it is for others. But we just have to get that courage to say what's on our mind. If we don't, we'll, we'll regret it. And we don't have to say it, it, it with attitude or, or anything like that, but just express ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, seeing people that are shy and speak quietly really uh, brought it home for me. And and I and um, yeah, I think you should, like you said, get up and speak whenever you can. If you're shy, even if, even if it's something, even if it's really a small thing that you say, like I really didn't have much to say, but I just wanted to say hello to everyone, or something like that, that will help you to slowly come out of your shell. I'm trying to do yeah. that a little bit more. Yeah, you know, some people even think that I'm a narcissist because I I'm always talking now, but it's very unlike me. It's not like me to be in the spotlight or even want to be in the spotlight or want to be heard. It's just, it's a big change and I'm trying to gauge myself and work into it, but, but it's very unlike me. And I, uh, I'm, I'm doing this to help people really because no one else would step up. So I, I am. And, uh, I, I think I'm doing okay. I'm not doing great. I don't, really think I'm wonderful. I don't think, you know, I, I think people think that I'm selfish and self-centered. And Kyle said the same thing. But I'm, well, we're not. I'm not. He's not. Well, you, you know, know you're not, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, James. I'm going to put you on hold. I have someone else. Okay. Thank you. Star 8, do you have any input for what we just talked about, abusive uh, situations, relationships? Do you have any experience with that? You don't have to go into details, but maybe you can say something that uh, can help someone. Have you ever been in a situation where you kind of had to remove yourself, and not even domestic violence, but just uh, friends or family members, or you just had to walk away? Maybe you can help someone by sharing a little bit. Hello. Yeah, hello there. It's uh it's me. You know Hey Joe. I'm glad you brought this uh this topic up. It was something that uh it needs uh it needs an introduction. So what you said was a pretty good introduction to what I had to say. It's um the situation that came up it was it was quite a while ago. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Uh, let it be recorded for prosperity. Um, there, there was one lady on this uh, this community that I was gravi- that I gravitated to. I think her name was Christy. Now uh, we used to talk, but it was never anything really. There were some things that were dropped, but I never picked up on it, and I just let it ride and. I stopped, you know, calling conference, uh, the conference calls. I didn't 
tune in after a while. I was gone for a little bit. And then there was the second lady. Um, I don't really have to repeat any names. Um, uh, I guess, you know, people know this, you know, just by me <laughs> telling her name. Just just the way of the background and the way it came together. So, um, yeah, this, this lady, he called on the conference calls, I left her voice, and I followed through on the uh, the phone call. Called it like two days ago. Like two days later, and I, I me, I don't give a damn. I've got nothing to hide. I'm not, not got nothing to be ashamed. Of. I'm a sexual person, and I pursued uh, pursued her sexually. My lady and I, we weren't having, we weren't having, uh, we were having some problems, and I was thinking about leaving. And I, t- I called this lady, and uh, I pursued a sexual relationship. What the hell am I? Doing? So um, she said no, and that was fine. I just let go. And then like a day later, she called, and she, she answered. She, uh, she instigated it again. She said, I don't know the exact words about, um, you know, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then we got together, and it became like a, it became like a phone sexual thing. I, I pursued it, you know, but it became like a phone sexual thing. She was an adult, and, uh, you know, and there was some interaction. Now, that was probably one of the worst mistakes I've ever made because I've never for anyone in this community for this, you know, I just never really thought about it. You know, we're just we're just here trying to, you know, mend each other. But, you know, I we I reached out. She sounded like she was reaching out on the calls, like she was looking for somebody. So, I I responded, and uh, you know, it went a certain route. But then uh, after I don't know, um, uh, she started asking, look, what happened, like um. Sent her a picture. It was explicit. I'm not gonna lie. Who cares? <laughs> you know, it was a it was an explicit picture. Um, that was one of the worst things I ever done because, you know, like I, I keep on preaching that like trust is earned, and there I am. I'm sending her. It wasn't a vulgar, but it was um, it was of a sexual nature. You know, so um, that I shouldn't have done because that was the image of me. Okay, and then later on, it was um, she asked me for a picture of uh, my. I'm just, I'm just saying that you know, trust <laughs> got to be earned, and I'm, and I'm sticking to that, uh, to that proverb. You know, she started asking for pictures above, uh, of my face, and I said to her, I, I don't know, I got really offended because I thought, like, you know, we were kind of interacting on a, you know, we we're becoming friends. I don't know why that was relevant. I guess I took it personal. And I sent her a really screwed up picture, like I, I was frowning, it was half of my face, and I just sent it. I said, but who cares? I was thinking about not sending it, but I just sent it. And then uh, after that, it just went, uh, just went to hell. You know, it's from this person, I don't know, It's you got to be careful, like, uh, uh, like people said, with people that you interact with on the conference calls, because some of them, you don't know, they're going through targeting, and they don't see life exactly the same way like uh, the average person might uh, might see life, you know, and, you know, the the, the, the situation was just cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just cut right off, and I said, um, you know, I tried to pursue it after that, and it just kind of like went nowhere, but, you know, the interaction was when we were, when we were interacting, it was very friendly, it was very adult, you know, um, she didn't have any mental challenges, so it was all legit. No, but uh, upon close, closer reflection, I don't even know 
if this person did any damage to my uh, to my rep, because that, that picture is not something that I do all the time, you know. But um, you know me, I I'm I don't hide my uh, my uh, my sexuality. I I'm very spiritual, very sexual person, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I pursued it with a summer. That was one of the biggest mistakes that I ever did in my life. Not because this person was. Uh, a bad-looking person or this person. I just ne- didn't know them. And when I was talking to this person, she made a lot of accusations about everyone being a perp. You know, this person was a perp because of that. That person was a perp. And all of a sudden, I was a perp because yeah. um, she, she said I was hiding my identity or hiding, uh, hiding, what? I was hiding, I forget. I, I still have her texts. I can send them to you. I still have some of the texts that she sent me, like, way back when. You know, but she started saying that my name really wasn't Jerome Mitchell, and you know, I was I was faking it, or I'm, I don't know. It just got all crazy. We well, you know, me. some 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 targets are really traumatized, and they just really don't know who to trust. You know, so it could have yeah, been one of those situations. It could have been, but um, you know, it's it's just uh, we get lonely in the community. I mean, I. The, the work went, it worked out anyway, because I was thinking, the lady that I was with, I was thinking about breaking it up, but, uh, you know, worked it out, and uh, we're, it's been, been a year, we're still interacting, but it's something, I don't know, if if I was ever out in the cold again, and I didn't have uh, someone to, uh, to interact with, I would definitely think twice about... Uh, know, being so quick to quick to trust. I'm not saying it's a bad thing because we're we're there's a lot of lonely people in the community that are reaching out that need companionship, damn it. It's um it's this uh, this this program it tries to isolate everyone. It tries to make you uh, you know, take away your humanity and take away your uh your social interaction. So you know, there's a lot of people that are looking for people but maybe they're afraid. You know, like yeah. me, me, I wouldn't, uh, I would think twice before being so quick to uh, to expose myself, literally, to expose myself to anyone. Like, you know, I just figured, I felt very comfortable with this person. I just figured it was going somewhere. All of a sudden, bloom, you know, uh, it was cut off. And I, 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 was, I was concerned because I'm saying that's images of me. You know, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I would say when he came to the pictures, she was not willing to return. So again, it was on on it was an unlevel playing field. I gave her this image, but she didn't uh, give me any images. So right off the bat, that was a red that was a red alert because then she can use that against me. And she was saying, yeah, things, yeah uh, since I like to show my ass, she's gonna put it she's gonna put it on a she's gonna show it on the internet or something like that. And this yeah. like that promoted a little bit of nervousness. You know, uh, within me, like, um, yeah, it's. I'm I'm a kung fu guy, but I have a heart, and I'm a human, and you know, humans have uh, needs, and plus we're in this uh, situation. So, even though I have all this training and this knowledge, sometimes you drop your uh, you drop the uh, you drop your guard, you drop your shields to take a chance. And then this particular chance, it never worked out for me. I don't know if she did any damage. 
because I called her back to try and say, like, what the hell is going on, you know? Like, uh, I enjoy talking to you. Uh, we can still pursue, like, maybe just, like, a friendly friendly uh, kind of interaction. But, um, no, we just, like, boom, cut, bam, nothing. So, you know, I just left it alone. But, um, yeah, I feel in this particular instance that I was kind of like uh, – Maybe I am I, going to say that I victimized myself. I shouldn't have been so quick to to, uh, to uh, pursue something intimately because the, first, the, uh, the time that I called her, I just started making hints about uh, sexuality. And she said, no, 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 no. And uh, it's, it's quite all right. Um, you know, adults uh, can interact a certain way. So I forget the exact quote. I don't want to be a liar. And um, she wasn't into that. I then dropped it. And then the second time we talked, then she pursued it. I don't know if mm-hmm. we talked to somebody, but, um, yeah, you just, uh, yeah, people, you just, uh, in a, any kind of relationship, even you might have some knowledge, you might drop your guard and boom, that's it. You're in a situation that's very, you know, um, like, what would the exact word be? Just a yeah, very compromising situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, that was, it was. Uh, I enjoyed the. I enjoyed the information, even though I have all this training. Yeah, and I, and I teach people to, you know, look before you leap, and I leap before I looked, and I landed yeah. on. Yeah, she's she's a good looking. She's a good looking lady. But if I was gonna ever pursue that again, it would it would be like uh, I gotta know you for like a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be careful with the, with the pictures. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Well, don't put you on hold. Thank you. Yeah. Star eight, you have a comment on this subject matter? Star eight. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Renata, Lauren. Uh, hey. Well, I'm just listening to us for a minute. I just want to go there. You know, we're in this thing, uh, agenda, program, whatever you want to call it. And what we're faced with, not only with pain and torture, we're faced with it at all some, because our lives have been, you know, put really in shambles. All I see is the end of the road, in my opinion, is death. And I mean, when you're really looking, staring at death on a daily, hourly basis, the mind just wants to go to the complete opposite. It's like streetcar named desire. You want desire. Because I don't know. I, I don't know. I should do this now, or I mean, I, I live, you know, the next day to do it. You get tired yeah. of someone taking you under slavery, under bondage. You know what I'm saying? All right. The yes, phantom touch, raping you when you want, touching you, talking to you any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? I'm still mm-hmm. a product of the '70s. I always thought it was my choice, his problem, and no one's business. And damn it, I can't get with this new world order slavery jazz. You know what? Bunch of these. Pathetic, pervert freaks that only know how to do it remotely from in their little room. That's disgusting. I want my freedom back. Yes, you think about sex, but you're cautious because you know the last thing you're going to do is lay a perp. You know what I'm saying? That that would really, oh, I would really, (laughs) oh, wow. And I don't even drink, but wow, I would be drunk that night. Nobody Nobody wants to bang a perp. Nobody wants to bang a perp. Okay, never. Many people have, Lauren. Oh, my God. And I know they come in all shapes and sizes. Grandma could be a perp. Sex kitten could be a perp. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is not 
what you want to do it with. Those, those men and women are, they basically blow Satan. You want a real woman, a real man. They only do it artificially, synthetic. I mean, really? That's yeah. all I'm out. Yeah, that's it. So I, Thank I, you, I'm, left, I'm left to my own imagination. So I can take care of myself. Mm. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Mm-hmm. All right, start eight. You have a comment. Hello. Yeah, I just had a comment. Um, just about what the gentleman was talking about. Um. I had um, a situation where I became um, maybe a toxic person, but I think sometimes um, what we got to remember is even if we're not targeted, and I'm not trying to tell him how to, you know, run his life, um, sending pictures and sexting and things like that may not be something to, to do because we may, you know, be in a good relationship with that person at the time, but, you know, um intimate details about yourself uh, such as that matter, say like if you get into an argument or something like that, they may end up, you know, becoming a toxic person just for that moment because they're upset with you. And I've had a situation where I've blurted something out and I became the toxic person, you know what I mean? But I'm not that type of a person um, in general. So I just wanted to just say that real quickly that we just have to, you know, govern our actions um, and we have to govern our actions even more since we're TIs. Um, and, you know, if you have the power of Christ behind you and things of that nature, uh, you would definitely want to, you know, think different and not, you know, be sexting and things like that. And that's just what I, I you know, might have thought about it. I'm not trying to tell him how to run his life. Thank yeah, you. I think, thank you. I think many people have come to realize that that's not the best thing to do because you hear the stories all the time about people getting revenge on someone because they broke up or whatever, and then they make those, uh, put those, post those pictures online. Yeah. All right. Okay, you guys, if you guys have nothing else to talk about, because nobody has lit up the phone, I'm going to unmute everybody for a few minutes, and then we'll close. And just keep your backgrounds quiet. Mute yourself if you don't want to be unmuted. Talk one at a time. Um and we can talk about anything. Anything you guys want to talk about? Go right ahead. Donald, how are you? Is that Donald? Mm-hmm. Donald? Yeah. Okay. That was Donald, Illinois. All right. Anybody, anything, go right ahead. Yeah, I'm just responding to what the lady said. You know what? It's um, you know, you, you, you figure like a kung fu guy wouldn't wouldn't have to be lectured about sending pictures uh, about his uh, about his uh, north uh, south end. But um, you're absolutely right. You should uh, think twice before you do that. Uh, you no, know, before you make yourself so vulnerable because. Yeah, uh, people people stop interacting, and then that's a big uh, bullet in their gun that they can uh, use to face you and your sheriff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, and people get mean spirited. You know, like when you're when you are in love or infatuated with someone, and it's a whole different story. But once people start to get bitter, they you know how they can do get revenge. Mm-hmm. 
And it doesn't matter. And and sometimes people, it doesn't matter how long you've been in a relationship with that person. If you make them mad enough, they will use that against you because people are looking to hurt you when they're upset. So and it goes back to toxic yeah, you people. You know, you know what? I've never I've never experienced that before. It's um, mm-hmm. not to talk too much, but um, you know, I've I've had uh, women that uh, like way way in the in the in the in the past where they, they've initiated and sent, like, uh, like, hey, sugar bear, like, boom. And they like, what the hell? You know, they'll, 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 they'll instigate it, and they'll, they'll, they'll send me pictures of, her, of their body parts. It's like, what do you think? And I said, I think I'm looking at something. I think, is that what I'm looking at? You know, so, you know, I, this is the first time or one of the only times that I've ever instigated Know, but but you know the, the fact that she wouldn't uh, return like a red into my in, you know in my head that I shouldn't have done that. That's just where it went. Phone's ringing. It's not mine. Okay. I just want. Okay, does anyone want to say anything? I wanted to say that sometimes when I'm on Facebook that I get men, you know, oh, you're so just, you can tell that they're the perps trying really hard. Oh, you're so pretty. Or they'll leave some stupid. And it's like, I don't even know you. Like, where did you come from? I get that kind of stuff on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a red flag right there, just red. Yeah, and they keep talking about it, you know, like common stuff that they would say to any girl, you know. If I if I just might add also, just just watch who you, who you put as a friend in Facebook because someone pointed it out to me. Sometimes I just use those, uh, those networks to uh, it just put uh, people... Look, look kind of innocent, and then you then you click on the the friend request, and then you know you turn it turns out that you're part talking to someone in a terrorist cell. I mean, it sounds kind of stupid, but um, watch who you you uh, you put on your friends list on uh, Facebook. There's, that's how ISIS uh, um, recruits some of their uh, their people you know, through the mm. Facebook. So just be and careful just, of that. Yeah, be careful who you talk to on social media because it's one thing to go out there and read. Every now and then I'll just go read posts, but I, I never really uh, chat or, or put anything out there. So it's one thing to read the stuff, but it's another thing to actually meet people and interact. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. so I know. Be, I, had be a, I had a black girl this week. I had a black girl this week. Uh, she was on my Facebook page. I didn't even know it. And um, she started talking like, I hate God, and I'm through with God, and I don't friend her real quick because that's not kind of stuff I want on my page. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just and just know, too, anywhere where we are, the target is, there will be perps. Perps, perps yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then, have you noticed male or female sometimes they'll try to um, see if you're open, you know what I mean, for a relationship or something with them? But you just like, something about them is just weird as shit. I don't know what it is. I don't feel them. No. Yeah, well, they're always going to try to get in a relationship with you if they know you're single. Mm-mm. But they don't even send anything your way, which you normally attract, you know, what you like, you know. Does anyone have toxic friends or toxic family members? 
I do. My mom, my sister are perps. Yeah, yeah. Coworkers that were perps, they were very toxic. In fact, the climate of the work environment was toxic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. It, it, you know, you come there to get your pay when I was doing it, but it was a terrible, shitty way to make your pay. You know what I'm saying? They intentionally make your uh, the target's work environment toxic. That is, mm-hmm. it, it is, it is, and they they did damage me. But it was workers' comp. I had no idea that I was targeted. You know what I mean? It went into the injury, but now that I think about it, I was bullied. All of that stuff, sabotaged, work slave worked, worked to death, and favor was given to you know less favorable employees. Yeah. That's perfect. They, they try to increase increase the amount of toxic people in your life. Yes. They broke me out. Horrible. Yeah. And your, your, your living environment can also be toxic, depending on how your neighbors are or, like Jerome was saying earlier, he was getting noise campaigns. They can make oh, yeah. Noise. Yeah. And, and it, it, you want, you know, I lived with my sister, but it was moments, even before I knew it was targeted, I would have moments of being kind of negative, but it was wiping off from the bad treatment there. Mm-hmm. Now that I know what it is, it's so obvious. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Lauren, how is Darlene doing? Is everything all right with her? She's taking it slow, Renata, one day at a time. She's still kind of, you know very shocked to be in there and how she was held and what she saw. It's, it's, it's a, a whole new, you know, to know it firsthand, the uh, type of corruption and um, trafficking on that level. It's all about money, insurance money. She, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, and, and the way the doctors and stuff handled it, it was totally a, a religious assault, gender assault. You know what I mean? It's ugly. They treat people really badly, and I don't think most people in our mental facilities are even crazy. I think their voice just goes, quite frankly. Oh, a lot and it's of like, them are targets. Yeah, lots of our targets, yeah. And they put her in a very dangerous ward, you know, with the violence, and she didn't even belong there. They wanted her to be harmed. And then you're talking about family members. That's who really did her in, damaging documents. Yeah. I hope so, I mean, get better with her and well, her daughter. That's horrible. Oh. You know, Renata, and that's something for you and your show. That's something to bring up in the future. Where are we to go for tinnitus? Because I would, if I had the extra money, I'd pay for a gigolo, but I don't want no gigolo perk. But I would, no, I would get him and say, I won't, you know, I won't, I want, I want my drink, and I want him to do that butterfly dance. I want to hear, you know, some good music, and I want him to move, you know. Okay, Lauren, wait. You have, what did you say? Where are you to go for what? I wish I, if I if I get into a fall of money, I want to hire a gigolo because I know I'll have it my way. You want to hire a gigolo? Yeah, to get service for the professional. Now you can meet a nice PI man on the phone. That's a male prostitute. You can meet somebody on these calls. <laughs> Well, wait a minute, but it won't hold me back for that. It's not even having the money. What if he's a professional perp? That would turn me off. The perp aspect. Hmm? Lauren, you have been looking for. I know people. I know people. I might, I might be able to hook you up with somebody. What are you looking for? What kind of man are you looking for, Lauren? Well, someone please to God. God. Okay. What age group? What age group? Oh, between 50, 
Intelligent, patient. What state are you willing to travel? Uh, at this time, no. I can go to one. But it's down the road. Remember, I want to, you know, go out down and get the surgery with my sister for the kidney. So, I mean, I feel like I, you know, uh, I feel like I go, I want to put that off for time to, pick a, you know, finish this out with my sister, you know, see if like, my kidney can take. Okay, so for any man listening, Lauren, is interesting. Well, not right now. I'm going to get other things to take care of. Not right now. <laughs> oh, Lord, I thought you were ready now. No, no, I want to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i got to have the operation. No, I'm kidding, transplant, but no, no. Aw. Okay. But sometimes I get kind of panicked, you know, because we are, I have moments, because these perps look like they're going to kill us. And that's the first, you know what I mean? You only regret the things you didn't do. And also, I kind of understand what the guy was talking about. There's an urgency because he put an urgency in our life. It's called yeah, death well, and sex. Death and that's sex. What, that's, that's exactly what, uh, that was, was what I was talking about. Our life is not average and our life is not, uh, is not uh, usual. You know, exactly. Like people, people can spend like three, four, five, six months getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. But with, in this community, there's a sense of urgency. So... That's exactly what proceeded with such, uh, I wouldn't call it warp speed, but with such, uh, you know, elasticity, I guess, uh, with, with such speed, you know. Uh, just, um, I just moved forward on it. Took a chance and a boat. Just be careful. You, you know what I have to say about relationships? Set your standards high and don't go down on your standards. You should not come down to anybody's standards. You should come up to yours. That's yeah. what I say. I hope that everybody meets someone. I, I really would love to start a PI dating service, but I don't want to be responsible for anybody meeting a perp. Yeah, yeah, that's a plus me. But, you know? but, 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 you know, but, but, you know what, with that being said, even on these regular dating sites, there's going to be perps there, too. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're, you know, here we go again. I, I can't mm-hmm. control that. I can't tell who they are. It's soft about that. You know what I mean? They should agree with your, a person should agree with your morals and principles and line up with your spirit and fear within you. You know, if something's not right for you, you will know it. Just don't ignore the sign. That's what I think a, a lot of mistakes that people make is that they ignore the signs because they want to be in the relationship. So you ignore and you tolerate things that you normally wouldn't tolerate. That's right. That's, that's right. And we're still all breathing people. Everyone likes a little, you know, affection. Everyone does. The human, you know. But uh, this, this how we're living and stuff is that, um, you know, I call it sometimes the TI blues. They could take you both so low, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's important because uh, well, I'm always preaching this, but um, they, attack, they attack the sexual for a reason because it's an elephant part of spirituality. That's why, you know, Christians in a, in a married uh, in a relationship or in there, they have a, what do you call it, a fiancé. But uh, it's a natural part of human uh, interaction. You need that. That's why they attack it. Exactly. And two, I didn't know them well either, but two people from our community have recently passed. You know what I mean? Death. 
And what about the opposite? When you're low, you know, death, you want, you know, that's the opposite. Sex and death. Death and death. I do know several people, though, when we were talking about relationships. I do know several people who would like to meet someone nice. So if you are interested in meeting someone, send me an email, and I will see if I can match you up with someone who I already know who wants to be someone. But I have to say my record is zero. <laughs> my record is zero, but I can try. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to send you an email, girl. I don't know, I, but you know what? In all common practices and sense, it would be better for the true, genuine targets to mate up and match up. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If, you are truly, if, if, if they are both truly targets. Okay, so when you send me an email, let me know what you're looking for. I cannot guarantee, but I do know several people who would like to meet someone nice. And I you know, only nice you guys have a nice meal together, you know, someone's fun flirting under the table, the 70s, you know. <laughs> we're so hot, we're turning on the cooks. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? There have been people that have met on these calls. <laughs> okay, um, it's really. Yeah, James and Donna, they're engaged. They met on these calls. See, that's good. You know, crack jokes, you can, you know, feel like you're still normal. You know, the jokes that's fun, you know, are funny, you know, giggle, giggle. <laughs> you know, and you have a good time. Flirty, playful. <laughs> okay. You're really, yeah, I'm out there. Yeah, I need somebody kind of out there. Yeah, I'm out there. Everybody deserves love. Everybody needs love. That is true, but that's the last thing you want. Think about it, and it will just your 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 whole energy would go down if you find out the creep is a herb. No, and not even a male PI wants a herb. You know what I mean? Renata, Renata, this is why we need in the news because uh, if I'm, I'm sitting here on my chair listening to, I hear laughter and I hear uh, lighter. People sound lighter. Their 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 conversation is becoming light. And they sound like they're having a good time. That's why. Oh, that's you want you want to do the you want to do the beyond the news again, Trump? Yeah, I, I think it would rock because it takes the people's mind off what's really happening and getting slapped around by these perpetrators. Yeah. I just have to I just have to take time to get together, but yeah, we'll do that again. So we will. All right. Anybody else? Um, I just wanted to say, Lala, I told you so, and congratulations. Oh, is she still here? Oh, is she still here? Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I told you so, Lala. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Anybody? All right, you guys. Virtual hug. Virtual hug to everybody. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday. Have a blessed week, you guys. Okay, thank you, too. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you, too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.